Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Big sales! I hope everyone had an exceptional holiday. I really do. I mean... Christmas time is one of my favorite times. Football and food, especially the type of food you love. Friends, family, the whole thing. I mean, doesn't it kind of like, this is the time of the year where you kind of like get your engines recharged, right? Especially when you're around family. You know, family reminds you of all the things that are important to you, right? Instead of some of the mundane things that we do traditionally each and every single week, you know, it kind of gets you out of that rut, so to speak, you know, and and, and then you kind of have to, and and you know, what's kind of weird about the day after Christmas is, you know, you got New Year's Eve and New Year's Day still to roll. So you're kind of like, you're kind of like in another holding pattern, right? You kind of like in another holding pattern for another great holiday. So we look forward to it. We look forward to what's coming up this week. And I really love, I got to say this about the NFL right out of the gate here too. Football was great. I I, I think we're going to look at it this way. Everyone has taken their turn, especially in the NFC side as being the best team in the conference. Okay. Everyone's taken their turn. Eagles, the Cowboys, the 49ers. Nobody's, you know, nobody as a quarterback also has had a standout year. They've had standout runs. So if you think of Jalen Hurts, outside the turnovers, which are awful high, 18 now to be exact, has a quarterback really played exceptional football from the first week to where we are right now with two games left? That would be no, not even the great Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the only guy that has played exceptional is what Mario's saying. Hermaro saying McCaffrey has probably played the most consistent football and Miles Garrett with the Browns. Those two guys have probably played the best football on a week-to-week basis. Okay? I mean, other than that, has any quarterback been exceptional this year? Every quarterback has had moments where you went, wow. And then this, man. Nobody's been exceptional. So I think this is how maybe we see a running back win the MVP award for the first time since Adrian Peterson. I don't know, man. I mean, look, Lamar was so dynamic. He was so dynamic. And the Ravens went into Santa Clara and beat up the 49ers in a game where they're traditionally beating people up. Uh, That was a hell of a performance by Baltimore last night. It really was, man. I mean, it was a good weekend if you're the Eagles, in a way. The Cowboys and the 49ers dropped the game. And, again, the Eagles versus the Giants, I don't know. 
Okay? I don't know. I'm going to get into my takeaways here in a second, but I, I would say this to you. I'm, it's one of the first times I've seen the Philadelphia Eagles do something that I thought I'd never see. You know what that is? They played down to their competition. You played like a 5-9 and nine team. At times you played like a really good football team, and at times you played like a 5-9 and nine team. You played down to your competition. The Giants are god-awful. That's a god-awful football team. Team's terrible. You take anything away from that. Well, I thought I saw them throwing more screens. Yeah, because you know why? You didn't have to beat them with anything that you're traditionally doing against those bigger teams. You could have ran the ball 100 times and beat the Giants. No, you you, you kind of compliment, complicated the game a little bit with your 10 plays where you had 10 passes called in a row. The whole thing was just, once again, shitty coaching. There were some good play designs in the opening drive. That thing was just, I don't know. It's like two JV teams playing. I wasn't impressed with anything in that ball game, except DeAndre Swift and the Eagles special teams. Other than that, what do you take away from that? Jalen played good against a horrible team. Congratulations for not robbing a bank. I mean, quite frankly, you look terrible. You know, I give the 49ers an excuse. At least they played the best team in the league. You played one of the shittiest teams in the league and made it close again. Talk about, like, coming out of a game or going into a game and not playing your best. Last year, you put teams like that to sleep. This year, you hang around and you play down to your competition. Team's terrible right now. That team's not good. I mean, nobody in – hey, get this. The only people in Philly that think that team's good – are the dumbass fans that think that team's good. Not even the players do. Not even the players. Not one player talked about positives coming out of that game. But we'll have 73 guys in here talk about how great the team is. You know why? Because most of you are delusional. Here, here, let's, let's get to the takeaways and the numbers. The Giants are god-awful. That's a god-awful football. You are not getting credit today. For doing your job. You will not get credit for doing your job. You're not getting pats on the back for doing your job. You live in a society today where that's all mostly you want. Getting credit for doing what you're supposed to do. Not here. Can't be happy about this win. Let's be real. 85. Get this. I mean, I'll tell you something. I did see some play designs that were different, which was cool. Swift was used more. Okay. Um, yeah. There were some philosophical things on how you went about your business. Sure. But at the end of the day, you were embarrassing. Holy cow. Jalen Hurts not going out of bounds. Hey, kid, use your brains. That's lack of focus. What's wrong with you? That's a mental error. Besides the fumbles, you're a turnover machine, and you look stupid on that play. Act smarter. Be smarter. Be smarter, kid. I'm talking to you like Mike Tomlin would talk to him. You got to be smarter than that, son. 
see, most of you like to be talked to where in a way, you know, makes you feel good. That's not how you're talked to in the NFL or in competitive sports. <laughs> yeah, come, that team needs to come to Jesus conversation. You play down to the Giants level of coaching and talent at times. There were so many times in that game you went, man, that team is good. I'm talking the, I'm talking the Eagles. You came away going, that team was And then you what? What are you doing? Terrible. Absolutely terrible effort. By the way, that too, the effort was also in question at times. The mental thinking was at question at times. Hurts making a boneheaded play like that. A pick six. And how about this? Jalen Hurts, not one person on my network or not one person in that market said he had a, hey, he had a dirty play at the end of a pick six and he had a horse collar and was called for it. Frustration. Two things he looked stupid doing. A horse collar. Jalen Hurts got called for a horse collar. And on his own pick six, and he doesn't get out of bounds. Hey, son, you need to be better. That was a dirty play by a guy who I was shocked. I would rather have had you kick him. You could injure a guy on a horse collar play. It's the reason it's outlawed. Okay? Nick looked panicked all night. Nick looks like, again... He doesn't belong on that sidelines. What an absolutely dirty play by Jalen Hurts at the end of that pick six he threw. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. And by the way, he was fucking called for it. I mean... You want to get credit today for doing your job. That's crazy. I mean, the Giants are just a terrible team. So let me get this right. The last two weeks, you've been battling games against Drew Luck, Tommy DeVito, and Tyrod Taylor. And you're one and one. Solid. Solid. <laughs> I mean, and you struggled. In two games versus Drew Locke, Tommy DeVito, and Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> okay? Everyone on this network said the pick six wasn't on Hurts. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. I'm sure it was on the receiver. I'm sure it was on the play calling. I'm sure it was on someone else. You pay a guy $50 million. It's on his ass. There's a reason you pay that guy. He takes all the kudos, even when, at times, it may not be his fault. This is Jalen Hurts' team. It's not his fault. Of course it's not. Are the 18 turnovers his or no? It's play calling. Absolutely ridiculous conversations here. Soft, weak, mentally soft, no accountability. All of you who think that have are soft. 
You're soft. A little note to A.J. Brown. Son, you know, it's so cool to watch you go over and rip Jalen Hurts a new one when you're not getting your little targets. But when you drop a wide-open pass in a critical moment in a game and you just brush it off, that's why you're named captain, because you know why? You're soft and weak. And I mean mentally. He is a child in a man's body. He's a child in a man's body because the other guy on the other side shows you how to act like a professional at all times, no matter what the circumstances. The professional in that huddle is the quarterback and that guy and a couple of the offensive linemen. A.J. Brown is a child. He is a child. Child. I mean, grow up, son. Hey, T.L. Brown, grow up. Hey, but this is who he is, Sills. Yeah, I know. Little adversity shows. This guy shows you who he is. <laughs> that guy's not as high character as you think he is. Talented guy. Exceptionally weak mentally. So he was supposed to prevent Dallas from tripping while running a route. You sound, I'm not understanding what you're talking about. Okay. I'm talking about the fucking horse collar play that was dirty at the end of the play because of his frustration. Okay. Dallas tripped. It's not on Jalen. Funny, the INT still goes in his column. It's not his fault. Doesn't matter. A lot of those picks aren't Josh Allen's. Call him a turnover machine. You have a column for a reason. They keep those statistics for a reason. Accountability. Yeah, but got a trip. I know. Isn't it awful? You come up with any excuse for anything. Anything. Not his fault. So 18 turnovers this year. Well, half aren't his. It's the coaching and the play calling. I'm not paying those guys $50 million. I'm not paying them guys $50 million. Covey and the special teams were encouraging and something great going into the postseason. He is really turning it around and turning it up. I thought in 2021, I didn't think very highly of him. He is in two years. He, ha I'll tell you, Michael Clay, kudos to you. If there's the most improved um, coordinator that's in that Philadelphia Eagles coaching staff, it is Michael Clay. He gets the most improved coach and coordinator on the Philadelphia Eagles. That is a good-looking group, man. Kickoff return, the kids really, uh, that's a really good job of coaching. Kudos to you. Absolutely. Hey, hey, Sills thought the Eagles special teams was the worst. It was. Did you not watch the Super Bowl, senor? They cost you moments in that game, did they not? Look at senor trying to change the fact that the last two years, that special teams has been a train wreck, and people were shocked that he even got his job back. 
I'm not walking shit back. They got better. They have sucked for through two of the three years. Walk it back. Yeah, walk it back that you thought they were good when they cost you plays in the Super Bowl. What are you, dummy? It's been the most improved, I said. I'm walking shit back. I covered exactly what I saw. Horrible special teams. Horrible. Are you trying to tell me there weren't special team moments in Super Bowl 57? Are you trying to tell me there were moments in the Super Bowl in Arizona that special teams-wise cost you field position? Liars. Okay. Liars. Um, stop saying this. Stop saying this. The Eagles haven't, you know, I'm waiting for the Eagles to play a 60-minute game. They can't. The play calling has not been consistent all year, so the play's not going to be consistent all year. I mean, the coaching is not consistent enough. Um, Yeah. The effort hasn't been all year. The coaching hasn't been. You've played spot game. This is who you are. You're not going to play a better game than what you've done. You're out of, hey, you're out of runway, friends. You're out of runway. It's over. Remember how you guys kept telling me this? Remember I kept walking you down the plank? Well, Sills, it's only week four. Okay. Sills, it's only week five. <laughs> hey, and, and now get this. You look at your record and you go, hey, we're back. Because I knew you would do this. Because you beat the horrible Giants. <laughs> you beat the horrible Giants. You'll beat the horrible Cardinals. You'll walk into the postseason with the most overrated record and luckiest record I've ever seen in pro football history. <laughs> Thank God you're playing them because if you were, hey, if you were going to play a better team, like if you played the Ravens, they would annihilate you. If you played like you did against the Giants, against the Ravens, they'd have took you to the woodshed. The woodshed. You know, it's funny. My friend Tone said something earlier in the year. You know what he said? I'll tell you what, man. That Ravens team would be tough to, to tough to deal with. I'm not applauding no win. I'm yanking. Hey, hey, Tone, can I get that super chat, please? I don't want to miss that day after Christmas. I really appreciate you guys doing that. I'm not apologizing for, uh, for no win. I'm yanking my win. A running you play this game to win your talking out of I don't know. If you could put it together in English and have some sentences that made sense instead of these run-on sentences, that would help out a lot, kid. Thank you very much. Maybe too much eggnog. No, no, you don't get credit. You don't get credit for doing your job. If you're a good team, you don't get pats on the back for beating shit teams. <laughs> That's most people in life, like I said today, you want to get patted on the back for doing common things. Things you're supposed to do, things you're expected to do, things you have responsibilities to do. Look, we beat the Giants. So, 
do your job. Act like a, act like a champion. That's not acting like a champion. Wanting to get pats on the back for doing your job. How absolutely pathetic that is. Um, the stepping out of bounds once again. You're 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 near the playoffs now. Your focus should be going up, not down. One Sam Howe, two Josh Allen, Mahomes, Hurts. Guess what those ranks are for? Interceptions. Yet you pull ride Sirianni, Allen, and Mahomes. Um, Josh Allen probably has the hottest team next to the Ravens in the AFC. Sam Howe's a nobody. And Mahomes is a two-time Super Bowl champion and a three-time AFC champion. You're, you're talking about Mahomes. Mahomes having a bad year. Is the is a better year than any and eighty percent of the rest of the league. Mahomes can throw his team out of problems. Mahomes doesn't have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. He has none of those guys in the so-called best O line. He's got Andy Reid, Kelsey, and him. That's it. And it was good enough to beat you in Arizona. All that talent. And you're not going anywhere. That is going to be, I'll tell you this. You know what's going to be the big show? is when you don't go anywhere with it for two years in a row. And you get no reward for the talent you have on the team. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bury the lead on this. If you don't win the Super Bowl this year, and you don't put that team across the finish line, with the amount of talent you have on that team, you'll never win one with him. You'll never. You talk about other organizations wasting moments. Hey, San Francisco's in that freaking moment too. San Francisco is also in that window. San Francisco, you have that talent two years in a row and you don't get shit for it? You too, my friends. We should have beat up the Giants. Absolutely. That thing was 30 to 9 or 30 to 7 football game. It's a complete, you should have annihilated that team. Put them to sleep. Take your, you could have at least got a chance to get your starters up. You know why you can't? You're not good enough. Get this. And when we look at the numbers, you know what's even going to be more pathetic? I don't even know how the Giants, I don't even know how the Giants. How was it an eight game, eight point game? I, I mean, I, I look at these numbers. How was it an eight-point game? Eagles, 28 first downs. Giants, 14. Third downs, 8 of 15. Over 50% on third down. Great. The Giants were 4 of 14. How did they hang in this game? The Eagles ran 74 plays to the Giants 59 with two different quarterbacks who were terrible. Total yards, 465 to 290. 
<laughs> this is get this. If I'm reading these numbers correctly, this is a 45 to 10 game. Total rushing, 170. Holy shit, you're throwing the ball for over 300 yards. You're running the ball for 170. It's eight-point win over the shit Giants. 35 rushing attempts. Two turnovers to one. Had the ball a full 10 minutes more. How did you make this an eight-point game? How was this thing an eight-point game? You know why? You played down to your competition. You coached down your competition. You would have loved to have blown the team out and pull some of your starters out and get them some rest. Not have to play 60 minutes of football, but you had to play 60 minutes of football. And in the last two weeks, you've battled Drew Locke, Tyrod Taylor, and Tommy DeVito. That's embarrassing. That's not championship football. That's not a championship football team. Far from it. Far from it. And what, what, what was crazy was you watch some of those series, you're like, damn, why can't they just keep doing this? And here, here's something that became very clear in that game too. Something that became exceptionally clear in the game. Um, A.J. Brown is the most talented player on the Eagle offense. But he's not. He, he's not the number one target. The number one target is the tight end. Why? Because he's harder to cover. Because there's not enough people in the league that can cover him. NFL teams usually have one corner or two. You don't have linebackers that can cover that guy. ST fumble and Goddard slips. Pick six, keep it close. I would get AJ's the better player. Goddard's the tougher cover. So you go to the tougher cover. You don't go to AJ, but you got to make sure AJ gets his touches or he'll be over on the sidelines with his pacifier, sucking on it and bitching in Jalen Hurts' ear about all of his touches. Congratulations. You became the first Philadelphia Eagle wide receiver in team history to get a, get, um, a thousand yards and a hundred catches in the same season. Congratulations. Same thing. Congratulations. And, and and it only took you guys 20 years after the passing game changed to get one of those guys. But, hey, who's counting? Congratulations. As long as you get yours, right, kid? Goddard is the guy you can't cover. He is the guy who's not defendable. You can't defend him. When and, and when he's running the way he's running like that, and they get him the ball, he's impossible. I would make this. I would make this point to you as well. My take on Jalen Hurts here. No, let's get to the numbers here. This kid Tommy Tavito's terrible. It was the first time I got a chance to watch him. He's terrible. What, the, dude? 
Seriously, you're going to be making uh, pizzas for Barstool soon. You're terrible. Nine of 16, what was it, 55 yards? This guy sucked. He was awful. That's the first time I watched him. Guy was terrible, man. Tommy Gabagool does not belong in an NFL uniform. He's a damn, like, XFL guy. Tyrod Taylor, 7 of 16, 133. All right. Sure. Hurts, 24-38, Probably the best game he's played in a month and a half. I guess. It's the Giants. Suppose. Barkley, 20, Barkley was the best player on. Hey, by the way, that Darren Waller guy. Whoa. You talk about an absolute disgusting mistake that the Giants made again in their front office by making a trade for that guy. That guy, that guy has hands of stone. He's not very good. He he's not, and he's the highest paid. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Darren Waller's the highest paid tight end in the league. He's not very good. The kid Slayton was good when they could get the ball there. I thought Swift was the best player in the offense for the Eagles in the huddle. Him and Goddard were great. I thought Jalen was okay. I did like again, I don't know. I thought he was okay. I thought he had an absolute brain cramp by not going out of bounds. Um, the pick six, Goddard slipped. It's on him too. Um, actually, it's on the coaches as well. Dude, what you're doing here is you need to beat that giant. You needed to beat the giants up. Not pass them to death. How many passes did you throw continually after you threw the pick six? Seven? Well, wasn't there like a stretch in that whole run there where they were just watching Jalen's eyes the whole time as well? What, like 10 passes in a row? So predictable. AJ, six catches, 80. Devontae's so good. He is. Devontae is such a good ball player. Four catches, 79 yards, one touchdown. He is really, of all the people in that huddle, he's my favorite football player, is Devontae Smith. Class, character, talent, desire, wants to be great, always looking to press, you know, to go beyond his ability. He's really a fabulous football player. He, you know, there's a chance that that guy will go down as the greatest wide receiver in the history of the Philadelphia Eagle franchise when everything is said and done. That's how good that kid is going to be if they continue to keep evolving him and hopefully keep trying to evolve that offense. He is just without a doubt. He's, you know, him and Hurts are the face of that huddle. The other guy on the other side, I could do without. It's a shame. You know, you know what? Here, I'll give you a Jimmy Johnson. I don't want to do without him. But as soon as his talent starts slipping, he's the first guy out the building. That's what happens to a guy like that. As soon as he starts 
not performing, he'll be the first guy out the building. That's what I would do. I ain't keeping you around. Money and problems and no production, that doesn't equate. You give me problems and you give me massive production, you're going to be here. Jimmy Johnson, Class 101, Charles Haley. Michael Irvin, all that. I'm going to tolerate you as long as you keep putting these fabulous numbers up. As soon as that goes away, you're the first guy on the, you're the first guy on the Greyhound. First guy on the Greyhound. Now for the coaches, AJ Brown, first Eagle receiver, hundred catches. Fantastic. It's a great accomplishment for him. Wonderful. Great accomplishment for him. I'm sure he's got a great bonus. Um, let's see. He's let's do let's do this now on the coaching. What would you give Matt Patricia? Jesus, it's the Giants. And you had to coordinate Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito. Good God. Really? I'm going to sit here and waste my fucking time talking about a coordinator defending Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> I'm, I, 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 yeah, okay. I don't know. How well do you... <laughs> How well do you think Patricia did? I mean, get this. You know, you know what makes this thing even more obnoxious? Are you trying to tell me Sean Desai couldn't have put a defensive coordinating game plan together to beat the Giants? This is why I want to be careful here. Hey, um, hey, hey, um, Tone, let's get Angelo on now. Okay, because he has to do it now. Okay, let's do it now. So let's do it now. Angelo has to go now. He can't do 530. Okay. So let's do now. Okay. If we could do that um, tone, we could, we'll just have to change up on the fly here. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell him to log on now. Angelo Cataldi. So we'll see if we can get Angelo on now. Um, yeah, I come away from that. I, I, I come away from that right now. And I'm like, um, yeah, the coaching, I thought, again, was all over the place a little bit. I thought they had moments in the game where um, they were good. I thought there were moments in the game where they were not. Okay? So, yeah, let's just see if we can get Angelo now. So, we'll see if he can log on right now. <clears throat> yeah, send him a text um, if he can, Tone, see if we can do it now. We, we'll, we'll sweep the top of the hour if we have to. And we'll go with you at uh, 3.30, as we always do. And we'll go with uh, Gary at 4.30. All good. 
It's the holidays. Hey, it's the post-holidays. Guys, what I'm trying to convey to you right now is that, look, you're not going to take anything away from that giant game. What's really great, though, is that you're watching and the other teams around you. Remember what I told you? Trent Williams got hurt. Okay? Trent Williams got hurt yesterday. That's an advantage. The Eagles may roll into the playoffs, maybe even a more healthier team. Okay? They may do that. I'll I'll, I'll do this. Here, before we get Angelo on, the coaching, offensively or defensively, let's do that. I don't know, man. I thought Patricia was okay. I did. I thought he was okay. Uh, you guys didn't get to the quarterback as many times as I would like to have. The offensive line in New York is not that good. Um, I thought New York, if they had a decent quarterback, could have probably have moved it around. But if any of you come out of this thing thinking that that was some type of win and you come away from that victory against the Giants, congratulations, you did your job. Let's bring in my friend, Angelo Cataldi. Again, don't forget during the holiday time, my friends, the book. Um, this man right here knows this market, and he knows the Philadelphia Eagle fans, and half the fan base is probably going to come away being charged, Angelo, by beating an awful and horrible 5-9 and nine New York Giants team. Give me your takeaways from this. Oh, well, First of all, um, I would say the fans uh, that I wrote that book for I did a better job of coaching the Eagles yesterday than the coaches did because in the fourth quarter, when these guys did, still didn't know how to beat the awful Giants, the crowd chanting louder than they've ever chanted, chanted, run the ball, run the ball. And then they said, hey, you know, why don't we give it to DeAndre Swift? See how that goes. <laughs> the, this Eagle, look, they're 11-4. and four. And I would be getting murdered if I was on the air every day saying this, Dan. But they are lousy. They are a bad football team. Agreed. And you know how you know it? Let me just tell you how you know it. The Giants are already DOA. They're done. They're looking for get a, as high a draft pick as they can. And they're using their third-string quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> and they have no timeouts and a minute and change to go. And they end up throwing the ball in the end zone from about 20 yards out with a chance to tie the game. How, how bad is your defense? If you had a 30 to 18 lead and you let Slayton get totally in the clear for a 69 yard pass, being covered by a linebacker, that is malpractice. That is coaching. Beneath the Pop Warner level. Do you understand? The the things that are happening, they couldn't get a guy off the field in time. And it gave the Giants a, a first down. Jalen Carter was lollygagging to the sideline. At the end of the game, you had Sirianni screaming at, at Hassan Reddick for what was, to me, a bogus rough of the passer call. Where was he supposed to go with it? Sirianni screaming at him. Then he gets in the face of a linebacker coach, and then he ends up by yelling at Devontae Smith. This is an 11-4 team in numbers only. They stink. 
The others there, they stink. And they will get completely undressed when they get to the playoffs. I guarantee it. Nick Sirianni is not qualified to be the Philadelphia Eagles head football coach. And you know what? He acts it on the sidelines. This guy acts more like a cheerleader, Angelo, no. than he does a coach. He's not a calming force. You know when you bitch at people like that? No. You get them on a Monday in a team meeting so you're not doing it in front of the cameras no. for everyone to think you've got control of your team. Hey, I think he's more of a fraud than that record. He's he's unraveling. He's unraveling. He's with unraveling. The, with the record. Because, you know, he's not so dumb that he doesn't realize he won three or four of these games on lock. There was a blatant pass interference in that last Giants drive, too, that wasn't called. They've gotten a lot of those breaks this year. Um, he doesn't have control of the team. You know what we've learned from the past uh, 15 games? Here's what we learned. Shane Steichen, who he was smart enough to name the play caller very early in his first season. He was the, basically, he was the author of all the creativity and, and all of the inventiveness of that, the, of that offense. Once he left, all of it went with him. And the guys that are there now are so predictable and so easy, especially in the red zone. This is the play that saved the game. You understand that that play, the great third and 20 play hurts directly to A.J. Brown down the sideline. That was not called. It, the coach acknowledged afterwards, you know, sometimes you just got to let your players make a play. <laughs> third, third and 20 with the game out of line, you go, if, if, if hurts with the right coaching, all these guys, they got a lot of good players on that team. Better coaching, they'd have a chance. These guys, this is the gang that couldn't shoot straight, Danny. They're bad. They're bad. Oh. Angelo, do you think that this football team, like I, this is the reason, Angelo, in two years I say this is a five-win team is because yeah. the players around it yeah. are going to continue to get better. Yeah. But what's going to happen is the coaches are going to completely get in the way. Look at what you struggled against the last two weeks. Tommy Gabagool, um, Tyrod Taylor, and Drew Locke. Tommy Gabagool was somewhat kind of keeping the damn game close. And right. I'm like, hit hit Tommy Gabagool. Hit him. In all, in all honesty, the one guy they were able to hold to three points was Gabagool. Yes. <laughs> they, they, he, he was so bad. Terrible. When it got to the half, Brian Dayball said, you can't do anything against that defense. Let me bring back from the dead Tyrod Taylor. I didn't even know he's still in the league. Dude. I didn't either. He goes right back up and down the field. He's running all over the place. They can't stop him. They didn't know what to do. Any even moderately uh, efficient quarterback, anybody who's mediocre or better, will destroy that defense every time. And look at that line. They got... Reddick. Reddick was at least playing a little bit yesterday. All the money they spent on that line against the team, man, they gave up 79 sacks in the first 14 games, and the Eagles got one sack, a coverage sack. It didn't even – wasn't even really a sack. He got him just, just behind the line. They didn't even get to him. 
either Gabagol or Tyrod Taylor. They couldn't get to him. They, they couldn't get – if they can't get to those guys with that offensive line, who are they getting to? Let me say this to you about T.O. Brown. Um, you know, the, the way T.O. Brown now acts on the sidelines and the way yeah. he acted towards the media now – He's got a problem with the way that the people are covering him. You don't want to say anything. I mean, I'll tell you one thing that we have seen. You see a little bit unraveling of character a little bit with the coaching and with some of the players on the team. And and for the record, Angelo, I'm going to give you a Jimmy Johnson, my former coach mentality. He always said this, like with Charles Haley, I'm going to tolerate the BS when you give me two sacks and 10 tackles. But the day you don't, you're the first guy on the Greyhound. How do you look at him? He's the best receiver probably the franchise ever had, and I think you said that here before. Yes, but there's a little T.O. quality. Not quite as crazy, no, you're but right. there's a T.O. quality to him. I accept it all. I accept it, Dan. And I am not an accepting person. The third and 20 play. I know. That's why I'll do Fabulous. it. I'fabulous I'll do it for that. Okay. Hurts knows they got to do something in that spot. And there's only one guy's looking at, number 11. And that guy's going to get open. He's going to make that play. Yeah, he drops balls. I don't see him dropping them in big moments, all right? He is, like many uh, wide receivers, a diva. No doubt about it, he is a diva. But that guy can play football. And he plays. It's a lot like T.O. in that in the big moments, even though you went, guy, uh, he'll come through for you. I'm, he's not on my bleep list. There's a lot of guys who are. There's a lot of guys on that team that are killing him right now. It starts at the top with the owner and the GM. Both of them. GM doesn't know who a linebacker, if it, if he ran him over in a car, he wouldn't know who a linebacker was. And the owner, the owner still thinks he invented football. He didn't. I can tell you, he didn't invent football. And he's got a lot of people running his team right now who are not capable to do it. And I'm starting to believe that includes Sirianni. I don't think he knows what he's doing. Do you believe when you look at the coordinators, um, and is there anything you can take? I'll tell you, is this fair? If I had to look at the best coordinator in that football game, it was a guy who I've been throwing trash on for two years. Wouldn't it have been Michael Clay? I mean, the the, the special teams have stepped up. I mean, (laughs) I thought oh that God, I could take that. away, right, Angelo? I could take away from that game and go, hey, man, that's something you want going into the postseason. I, I spent the last two years of my radio career calling for the immediate firing of Mike. too. And he is now the, at the head of the class. I know. And I don't know. Look, some of it is just Britton Covey figured out what to do. Britton sure Covey is phenomenal now. But if you include that with Jake Elliott, how great he's been this year, and the fact that their coverage has been solid, and if they are profiting most from special teams and Michael Clay, the only one that lasted for three years under Sirianni. It's it's so bizarre because we didn't think he knew what he was doing. I can tell you this for sure. The guys that are running the offense and the defense right now do not know what they're doing. I don't care what your record is. You're no good at it. You stink. They all need to go. <laughs> How about this, Angelo? That 014 with T.O. on it versus what mm. we've seen this year. Yeah. When it comes to chaos around the roster, hmm. what had more chaos around it, Terrell Owens or 
this team, with the way the coaches are handling themselves, the general manager, is there more chaos now? I, I think the one, the one thing that gives this team more of a chance is that Hertz okay. is not chaos. Hertz is a leader leader. McNabb wasn't. All right. So Hertz is going to get, they said after the game, it was fascinating to read about that because they won this game, but they all knew they played awful. So inside he's playing, Hertz is playing the peacemaker because the coach had yelled at Devonte Smith. So they're talking. Then he's got, he, he's got AJ Brown right around the corner. He's, he's keeping everything moderated, right? DeAndre Smith. The one thing about that offense, that offense is, I'll always believe they can succeed because Hertz is there. I never had that feeling with McNabb, right? On defense, this defense is as bad as any defense I've seen in the Eagles in over a decade. They can't play. <laughs> then if you go back and look at the tape of that second half, oh. the only time Tyrod Taylor did not complete a pass is when he blew the play himself. He had everyone open all the time. And sometimes he overthrew him, underthrew him, whatever. But that they covered no one. No one. And at all that having been said, they didn't get to the quarterback on the worst offensive line in football. And they never blitzed. If you're not covering and you're not getting to the quarterback of the <laughs> Giants, what are you losing by sending six guys instead of four? Send seven. What's the difference? They ain't covering anybody anyway. you got a linebacker around Slayton. <laughs> what are you doing? It's mind-boggling how badly coached they are. They are. They're, I completely oh. agree. couple oh. last questions for you, Angelo. Do you think this is a one-and-done team? Yes. I, I, would, I would bet the proceeds from my book on it. <laughs> I would, uh, I would so this is one and done. Is it because of the coaching? Yes. Or the personnel decisions on defense right. or both? This holds on the roster. Don't get me wrong. The linebacker is not very good, although suddenly Shaq Leonard showed up. Wow. He did. That was amazing that yep. he came out. He saved them with that performance. But, no, this holds on the roster. Linebackers they've been blind to for years. Secondary is weak, although Avante Maddox is back from his latest ceramic injury. I, every time he turns, he breaks something, but he's coming back, so they got a chance there. But the biggest problem is the coaching. You can't put that defense out there. There's no playoff team that won't eat that for lunch. They're going to get you saw what the, the Niners did to them. You saw what the Cowboys did to them. You saw what the backup quarterback for Seattle did to them. You almost saw. What are you call him? Gabagool? Whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, Tommy Gabagool. Tommy, whatever. You almost saw him do it. Then you saw Tyrod Taylor do it. Any decent quarterback will kill him, and you're not making the playoffs without a decent quarterback. I don't care where the game is. The Eagles are going to get slaughtered in the first round. And that there will be panic in the streets of Philadelphia. Okay, well, I want to end with that then. How about this? Say it plays out that way. Yeah. How will management, mm -hmm. ownership, the GM, will they, A, bring it back and run it back? Will they make huge decisions at the coordinator? And does that 
does that start the sundial? Yeah. On it, Nick Sirianni. Yeah. It's exactly what happened. Um, nobody's getting fired when they're 13 and four. No. Even if you lose the first, but they know already they got huge problems at the coordinator position. Here's your problem. The decisions will be made from two guys who do not ever allow coordinators or other people to come in who do not immediately bow to the ownership of the team. You understand? This is why Doug Peters is not here anymore. He wanted Press Taylor. He wanted his own guy. They won't do it. So the decisions will be made at the top, Lurie and, and Roseman, and they won't be experienced guys who think for themselves. And guess what? Those are the guys most likely to be good at the job. So they're going to just keep rolling in more people and hoping they know what they're doing. The guys there now do not. So I do not have a good feeling about the future because of the yes man philosophy that the Eagles have imposed right now, especially on the Sirianni. They're so the number one, the number one requirement for you to get a job in Philly as a coordinator, you got to kiss the ring. You go, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 <laughs> yes, Mister Larry, yes, Mister Roseman. Oh, can I get you another drink before I leave? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's horrible, Daddy. It's Here's bad. a cup of ice. <laughs> Eleven and four, and I'm telling you, they're doomed. They're doomed. <laughs> My friends, this is that's just a sample uh, uh, of sample. what the book is. Make sure you go to Amazon. It's in soft cover right now, too, right, my friend? Yes, it certainly is. And uh, you can get it pretty much anywhere. And if you go to my website, islocatalia.com, not only can you order a personalized copy. You can read my latest blog, which I just uh, wrote, and it includes a lot of defined commentary I just presented with Mr. Dan Saleo. Um, WIPPD, please. Yes. Um, that guy you have in the mornings, Cataldi. We cannot have anybody calling anybody a school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you must be so high. <laughs> um, oh, geez. Yeah. Angelo. Yeah. Thank you, my friend. I so man, appreciate it. Love it, man. Hey, wait, Do wait, not. wait, wait. Before yeah. you go. Yeah. They beat the Cardinals, right? Yes, but it won't be fun. They will beat the Cardinals. If they lose to Jonathan Gannon, I will go undercover for the remainder of my life. I will not be. I will not be. They will beat They will beat them. But again, we will see all the flaws. We will see it. Fortunately, Gannon is such a moron that they'll be able to figure him out. But the, the, I don't know about the last one, though. I don't know. No, about no, no. Are you, you're I got Taylor. Oh, my God. I don't think we could. St if they use Taylor for a whole game, we're screwed. We need Gabagool back. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't want Gabagool. Give me, give me, uh, give me Tyrod Taylor and get rid of Gabagool. Let him hold, <laughs> let him hold the flag or something. Let him, you know, go get some uh, ZD or something. Put him <laughs> over there in the corner. I don't need any. Eat the school in jail. We're ready to roll. Okay, I just want Tyrod Taylor. Angelo, yeah. next week, is that cool? Monday? Uh, Danny, I'm retired. I can do it. No problem, pal. Just Have a great one, you. Angelo. Thank you so much, my friend. Always an honor, Dan. Thank you, buddy. You Take guys, care. that is the great Angelo Cataldi. <sighs> so why is the coach screaming at people on the sidelines? So everyone could see him. See me? Screaming at players, screaming at coaches. That guy's unglued.
Aren't you embarrassed? Your players are better than your... Hey, okay, I'll relent to this. Your players win in spite of your coaches. You're right. 11 and 4. Okay, you're right. 11 and 4. Even with an awful defense. 11 and 4. And you got Johnny High School. You got Johnny High School coaching your football team. <laughs> you got some high school coach sitting around coaching. Like, you know, he has those like pep rallies in your high school gym. Gets to the microphone, starts talking like one of them high school coaches. What a high school coach, man. That guy, dude, <laughs> Nick Kotai, I don't know, man. Nick was, I mean, even Kotai won 11 games too, you know. He wasn't all that bad. Okay, players hated his ass. Oh, but they like Nicky. Nicky. <laughs> Nicky. <laughs> Nicky, what's LJ got? Sirianni never lost four in a row. Doug's coaching the Jags, jackass. Not the Eagles, the Jags. He's comparing the Jags to the Eagles and the organization of Jacksonville to Philadelphia. Complete tool and completely not in this. It'd be like comparing the uh, Yankees to like the Royals. Or the, or the Reds, or the Marlins. Complete jackass. Doug's turning a great situation around. Yeah, it's a struggle. That's what usually happens when you have to turn something around. What's your problem? One and done, and your coach looks like a fool. I'll tell you what, Doug's lost four in a row. Your coach, the last four games, has come unglued, and he's 11-4. and four. What happens if that guy lost four in a row? What would he be doing now? He is, there is not one redeeming quality about Nick Sirianni that is fitting of a head football coach, except he's a good bullshit artist, he lies well, and he's Howie's boy. Outside of that, he's perfect for Philly. Should they fire Sirianni? Hell no. You don't get fired when you win as many games as you're going to win. Absolutely not. But what will happen is he'll have a fun, wonderful record for two years with nothing to show for it. He won't even – he'll have a, a silver medal and a no-show in the postseason. How could you win? So what will their record be? 13-4, and four, last year 14-3. and three. You'll, you'll win 20, what is that, 27 ball games. And you'll be 27 and 7, nothing to show for it. I don't know. What do you want? A pat on the back? To me, that's a letdown. That's a letdown. Sorry, dude. You want to get this. So people, some people in here thought that they would come at me today instead of the fact of not watching what you saw. Guys, 
I'm glad that you thought when you woke up this morning, one of the first things that you thought you had to do was come at me because you knew that I would tell the truth. That's fine. If that's how you live your life, no problem. I watched the football game. And what usually happens is, you know, Josh Innes told me about some of you guys that are in Philly that do that. You don't like it when someone points out something. And so you get upset. Okay. Sounds like Colts with Peyton. Huge letdown. Yeah. Peyton Manning was a massive underachiever in Indianapolis. All the records, one title. The guy in Pittsburgh had a better career in Pittsburgh than Peyton Manning had in Indianapolis. Why? He never lost in a losing season, never had a losing season. He won two Super Bowls, won more than Peyton Manning did. And he beat the Patriots a ton of times. I don't know. Peyton Manning won one Super Bowl in Indy. One. 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 Oh, congratulations to you, Michael. Michael and John are our winners. And hopefully you guys had fabulous. Oh, my God, I got to do something else. Congratulations to you guys. You guys end up winning our gift certificates. And we really appreciate it with our friends from Hooters. Thank you. All this talent, he needs to go, Sills. We're going to be sorry in two years. I hate Sirianni. Look, I don't hate anybody because I don't know Sirianni well enough. I hate the way Sirianni runs his football team. Now, if we're not on the same page with that, I'm with you. Okay, I don't hate anybody. I, the only people I hate in the world are Nazis. Other than that, I don't really hate anybody. Okay? So, I mean, but I, I hate the way he coaches his team. That's for damn sure. I totally do. Now, I have to do something here. So bear with me here, guys. Um, I got I got a request from our friends at Hooters. And you're going to love this one, Tone. So we got a request because of our great friends, not just at the King of Prussia, but also at the Newark and Delaware Hooters store. And Keith Dempsey, who, one of the iconic Hooter girls, I guess Keith works there at the... Um, Delaware Hooters, I've been asked to give a shout out to you, man. I want to thank everybody who's watching the show in Delaware. Thank you very much, especially at the Hooters. I hear you guys put the show on when you guys are uh, able to show the show that you guys have the show on. I really thank you and all the Hooter girls there too, the iconic girls. And we've been associated with you guys forever. So I want to give all the love out now to our Delaware Newark. Hooters and Keith Dempsey. Keith, when we do the show on 1 6, we'll be giving you a shout out. Maybe we'll even have you call into the program too. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And thank you guys for watching the show there in Delaware. And don't forget the Northeast Hooters too, man, from all the way up in Rhode Island, all the way down through Jersey, Delaware, all the way over to the King of Prussia. We really appreciate you guys being involved with us and all the great Hooters folks, all the great specials too, man. Tuesdays, lunch hours, Monday through Friday, 1130 to 3 p.m., boneless wings, um, our happy hours, Monday through Friday, four to six, six items, six bucks. That's northeasthooters.com. 
That's northeasttutors.com. I want to thank Angelo Cataldi for coming on with us. We thank you. Tone will join us for his segment at 3.30. Gary Cobb at 4.30. We appreciate it. Hour two. Hit the like button. Keep it here, National Football Show. Eat chicken wings, buy Hooters things. Christmas is near. Shop, have a beer. Christmas shopping shouldn't be hard. Give your friends a Hooters gift card. This year, stuff their stockings and yours too with a one-size-fits-all gift card. Buy a $25 Hooters gift card and receive a $5 Santa's bonus card. Make it Hooters for the holidays. Eat chicken wings, buy Hooters things. Christmas is near. Gift cards are here. Good at Hooters everywhere now. Hooters gifts are always favored. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. the owner of the Eagles, Doug, Andy, who's a better coach, Chip or Nick? Who would I rather be coached by? Chip or Nick? Hmm. Well, Chip got rid of the dead weight two years later. The team won a Super Bowl. Nick's got a Super Bowl roster, can't do shit with it. 
And you know what I hear all the time? You know, you know what I hear more all the time? Same players, same system. What's wrong? Duh. Sirianni loses Steichen, and the whole thing went to shit. It's the only thing. And then, you know, well, it has to be Isaac Sayamalo or Miles Sanders. I think DeAndre Swift is really good. I think he's been the best player on that um, offense for the last month. I don't think it's DeAndre Swift. Yes, sir. It's your cheerleader. Steve goes, win a rushing title. Shady McCoy's dead weight. Win a rushing title? Who fucking cares? How about win a Super Bowl? Dude, you didn't need that guy to win a Super Bowl. You didn't need Jackson. And I know it makes you uncomfortable, like Tone says. I know it does, but you didn't need them. Did you? You won a Super Bowl with two guys that were waived. I don't care. I didn't say he wasn't good. That's not what I said. You didn't need him. That's the truth. I know, but I love him. I know. I don't care. It's about one thing. Winning the Lombardi Trophy. Not records, rushing titles, wide receiving yardage titles, quarterback passing titles. had nothing to do with it. Nobody cares. You should have more passion for your birds than the players that play on the team. Because the players are interchangeable like the coaches are. That's the one thing that you have to have kind of the same mentality as as a person that roots for a college program. Because you accept it because it's a four-year turnover every year. But you should love your birds more than the players that play on it. Now, there's guys like Jason Kelsey that play forever ever and Brandon Graham you become kind of um, emotionally tied to those guys because they do shit in the community. They're great dudes and all. Okay, I get that. But at the end of the day, this is about your football team being in Las Vegas. It's not about rushing titles. That's not what that is, man. A.J. Brown needs to figure that out sometimes. Okay? Mahomes won a Super Bowl without Hill. Does it mean Hill was zero? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. They didn't need him. They didn't need him. Just like they didn't need Shady. And now he's helping Miami. Shady helped Buffalo. Absolutely. It's not disrespecting a guy. That your Mahomes and the Chiefs didn't need him. Okay, again, that's all I'm saying.
It, it, by the way, when you say something like that, it's not an indictment on McCoy's career or Djax's career. You know, try not to get so butthurt all the time when someone makes a point. Well, some of you cried too much. It's, it's, it's not an indictment. Not everything goes in one sandbox. When you say, when you say something about a player or a coach, not everything is in one sandbox. People try to make a narrative. Like, here's the new narrative. Here's the new narrative that people have, like Colin Coward, about Bill Belichick. He's not an offensive-minded guy, or he doesn't know quarterbacks. And he, he he's because I guess there's a comment about Belichick getting the Chargers job or maybe Harbaugh. Well, someone tell me what coaches um, – have had the more quarterbacks start in the NFL, Harbaugh or Belichick? Name me a quarterback that Jim Harbaugh has had and attracted to Michigan that was a first-round Michigan quarterback. Can you name me one? Can you name me one quarterback that was a first-round quarterback that went to Stanford when he was at Stanford? Name me one. Name me one that started in the NFL. Colin Kaepernick? Okay. Sills, we, where do we go from here? It's a good call. Oh, BJ gets a head coaching job or not because if BJ leaves, we will get another OC with zero experience or should we hope he stays? That's a great, that's a great question. Let me write that down. Okay. Uh, Barb, well, here, Belichick has drafted. Jacoby Brissett has started games in the NFL. Matt Castle started games in the NFL, won a division title. Started, uh, drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, won a division title and an NFC Conference Championship. Um, both this Zappi and this uh, Mac Jones, not all exceptional guys, but they've all started. And... He drafted Brady. That's seven quarterbacks he's drafted that were New England Patriots that he drafted. Seven quarterbacks that started in the league. Name me one or name me more than three that he ever coached that started in the NFL that were great. Okay? Name me one. Brady was a fluke. So the other six, Brady was a fluke. So was Hurts a fluke. It's what you do with the fluke, isn't it? Brady was a fluke. Don't you have to coach, coach the fluke? So Kyle Shanahan has a fluke. But he's coaching the fluke, right? You have a fluke. It's a great question. Chills, what do we do with the coordinators now? And this year, honest to God, how do I look at it? I would say this to you. Your coordinators at the beginning of the season, if you go back, what was the one thing I said? Your coaching staff will stop you from winning a Super Bowl. And it's playing itself out. Okay? It's the NFL. Everyone benefits from a fluke here and there. 
do, do you do you think Dick Vermeil got a fluke with uh, Kurt Warner? Was that a fluke? He was cut six times. They didn't even want to give him the job. Wasn't that a fluke? <clears throat> oh no no, no. I, I I know what you're saying, Tone. Right? I got you. That's a fluke. Hope you had a great Christmas with your team, with your fam. Thank you, Nat. I did. I hope you did too. Okay. Hope you did too. So what can you take away these next three weeks? Here, this, here's the thing that here, let me give you some positives that came out of Monday, Christmas day. Special teams. Um, here's the problem that you have with your play design. So did you guys agree that there were some pretty good play designs in the first half, especially in that first series? Did you agree? You know why you didn't see them again? Because they were afraid to use them in the game. They were one ofs. They scripted it. Okay. When, when you have great play designs, a great play designer and a great play caller knows when to call those plays up, not have them scripted in the first 22 plays. It was so basic. I mean, dude, this, these people put a game plan together. They're, 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 they're so inexperienced. I, who's like, who's like overseeing the game plan being constructed? Is there anyone with any kind of experience in game planning and putting a game plan together? And let's be candid here. Nick Sirianni, where's he ever been where he's game plan a successful game plan if it wasn't working for Frank? Frank's put a successful game plan together that won a Super Bowl with Doug. What's Nick ever done? What game plan could Nick Sirianni have ever put together that you go, oh, at least with Kyle Shanahan? He did put the game plan together that at least got the team to a Super Bowl. And then he put the game plan together that got the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Has he won it? No, granted. But at least he shows he could put a game plan together to go far. This guy's never put a game plan together to do shit. That game plan last year was not his. It's Shane Steichen's game plan. Evident the facts. Look at it. You know what he thought he'd do? He thought he he thought he would take. Have you ever guys ever seen the movie Waterboy? And that guy stole that playbook from Henry Winkler. He thought he would just use the same, like, binder and just keep calling the same plays and not have any ingenuity on redoing the plays and such. You're a five-win team in two years. My prediction. You were after the Super Bowl. This will be, too. It's not because of the players. Hurts, hurts may hurts may stop that. 
Hertz is the one thing that that would ruin my prediction because I want to see how his see what's going to happen. Jalen Hurts is going to have there's going to be moment coming up, maybe not this year, but next year there'll be a moment. Like get this, like Angelo said, that twenty yard pass wasn't called on the sidelines. Hertz called it. Hertz executed the play. Yeah, well, maybe sometimes you got to put the ball in the hands of our of our best players. Gee, that's a first. <laughs> hey, I, I hadn't thought that one out before. Maybe because you're paying a guy $50 million, you might want to do that. But, hey, a little more. Think about that. That play that he hit Brown on wasn't a play design. That was just Hurts improvising. Like Aaron Rodgers improvises when he gets out in the perimeter and he's undefensible in his younger days when, when, he, when you couldn't stop him. Okay? Jalen Hurts making a play. Who would have thunk it? Jalen Hurts 2022. Scary. Jalen Hurts 2020. Get this. Jalen Hurts 2022. That's a scary player. Jalen Hurts, 2023. Um, he'll make a mistake somewhere in there. He has all year. He's got more turnovers and he's played games this year. He'll make a mistake. There'll be so, or or the coaches will. That's what he's fighting. Jalen's got to be perfect. Think about that, because the coaches aren't. And when Jalen's not perfect, that's why it looks like that. They're 11 and four because of that quarterback. There is no getting around it. Every single player in your offense is having a career year, except us coaches. They coach down to the Giants level, man. I mean, Brian Dable was a better coach yesterday than Nick. And he's on a horrible team. And you get an eight-win game, an eight-point win versus Tommy Gabagool and – um. Tyrod Taylor, who I have a lot of respect for. <laughs> Tommy Gabagool. You guys, have, you guys have had a tough game. So last two weeks, you guys were one-on-one -on -one versus Drew Locke and Tommy Gabagool and Tyrod Taylor. So what happens when you play anybody good? By, by the way, is, is Kyler Murray playing this week? Is Kyler Murray playing? That should be interesting. That should be interesting. You know, that could that depends on if they're going to pack it in. They'll probably give you two quarters if you hang if you let them hang around. That could be interesting if you let if you let Kyler Murray hang around. Because do you have anybody that could defend Kyler Murray in that defense? Absolutely not. They don't really have anything either. But then again, they beat the shit out of the Cowboys. What's that, James Conner kid? And they really don't have, I don't know, do they have anybody on that team besides him? And plus Gannon, you know, he's going to have his little, like, um, ego up for this game. So they might give you, they, they may try to fight. Plus, you know, they're probably pimping it as their Super Bowl. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's in it's in Lincoln Financial, right? It's at the link, right?
Or is it in Arizona? Because if it's in Arizona, there's no doubt that Jonathan Gannon would be um, probably sitting in his house because he was for the Super Bowl for you guys. No, it's in, it's Arizona? Oh, you guys may have a better shot because he may be by his pool. The $10 million pool you guys bought for him. <laughs> oh, man. Holy cow. Yeah, you guys bought him a $10 million house. Congratulations. Okay. Yes, sir. Do you bring back Brian Johnson? It's a great question. Do you bring back Brian Johnson? And do you really want to go with another new inexperienced OC? Or would you want to bring back somebody that at least has gone through? And, and by the way, how could you fire a guy in Brian Johnson that every guy in the offense had career years and you won 13 games? How do you fire that justfully? How do you fire that? But then again, you fire you fire Sean Desai after the Cowboys and the 49er game, knowing full well you got Seattle, New York, Arizona, and New York again. What was the point of firing him? What's the point? It's impression. Dude, the offensive defensive coordinator in Philadelphia, these guys are pedestrians. They're just pedestrians. They're like pawns and such. They're not important in the grand scheme of things. Hence how they treat them. Hey, we want you to stay in the building. Okay. Anybody who stays in the building understood their role from the beginning. Because anybody worth their salt who was a true coordinator would never stay in the building. He would leave. But you must know your roles and they're defined to you. Sean Desai staying in the building? I don't know how to read that both ways. What's the point? Did I see anything different yesterday? I don't know. I don't know. Shit, the Giants still got 100 yards rushing. I don't know. I don't know. You, if you thought that I was going to come out here and start flag waving, beating, I have not, there's not one redeeming quality about that game yesterday outside of the special teams um, and the stuff with Goddard is frustrating. Goddard is the most intelligent open for that offense. AJ's the better player, but guess who the easier open is? It's the tight end. 
Brown is the he is. But you're gonna have double guys on him. Dude, when Dallas Goddard was getting the football thrown to him, that offense looked different. It just looked different. Swift was excellent. Swift is excellent. The desire to get the ball to AJ. Dude, he's a great player. But you want to have AJ have bigger numbers? Loosen up the secondary with the other guys. Use him as a decoy sometimes. Or does he bitch about that too? Yeah, you're not. You're, I mean, I don't know what to think these next two weeks here. So let's bring Tone in here. You know, I listen to WIP in the morning and I'm like, oh, you know, they did some things. And I'm like, they did some things because they could have done anything. <laughs> I mean, they did some things. Tone, honest to God, you know what they could have did? They could have ran the ball 72 times and won that game. But yeah, they really back. didn't have to. Yeah, you know, uh, we, you know, we, we spoke about this last week. You, you and I both said this is a game that they're supposed to win handily, right? But w- w- what was the last thing I said to you? That they're going to find a way to make it interesting. And lo and behold, they had us on the edge of our seats. But I still felt in my heart, okay, they're going to win this game. But I felt that. But I felt like that in the Seahawks game. So I'm, I, 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 I've been saying, I've been saying it to Rob Ellis all week. Well, I've been saying it to him for the past two or three weeks, and I'll say I'll say it again here. I'm on a week to week proposition with this team. Um, that game should have that game shouldn't have the the the, the Giants shouldn't have had in, the Giants shouldn't even scored a touchdown. That's the, the, that's how much of an advantage the Eagles had over them. And all of a sudden, the second half comes and you got a pick six. You got a fumble off the opening kickoff. It's just like, come on. All those things were just a microcosm of how this season is going. You know, things start off well, and all of a sudden, the rug gets pulled right from under you. So um, did they prove anything to me with that win against the Giants? No. And I've been saying it all last week and a week before that. There's nothing they can do. Or is there's nothing that they can show me in the next two to three weeks to change how I feel about them when it comes to the playoffs? So they've lost every opportunity to prove that they can hang with the Niners or the Cowboys. They've lost that opportunity. Now it's all about, okay, can you find a way to just get your offense confident again? Can you string together some plays? Can you can you uh, establish some continuity or some pace on the offense? Can you get your defense confident again, right? Can, can you guys string together some good performances to take into the playoffs? Other than that, as far as gauging you against the upper echelon teams, that opportunity is passed. Now, just get into the playoffs and whatever happens, happens. Give me a positive. A positive, I believe that in order for this offense to be as potent and as dangerous as they possibly can, possibly can be, I believe the offense needs to run through Dallas Goddard and DeAndre Swift and everybody else. You're going to get your touches. But I think this offense is more dangerous when Goddard is taking advantage of the middle of the field. He's a mismatch nightmare. I've been saying it for the past several weeks. I think I think you can make an argument he's arguably the most valuable player. He's the most valuable weapon. He's the most difficult cover. In my opinion, I think he is. He's too he, he's, he's too fast or too elusive for linebackers. He's too big for safeties. 
he's a mismatch nightmare. He he poses the most difficult matchup out of everybody on that field. You know, AJ Brown, they're game planning for him. They want to double team him. They want to they, they want to make sure he's not a, a factor of the game. So if you know that, throw in some Tennessee breakers. Get Dallas Goddard going like you did in the Giants. And that that first half, that was probably the most efficient they looked in a while. So and then they were running through Goddard and Swift. And look, that's not taking me saying what I'm saying doesn't no, take no, away no. from AJ I, Brown or or Devontae Smith. Though everybody got if you notice, everybody still managed to eat. But the, but but the game plan started with Goddard and Swift, and that's how I think it needs to go at least for now to at least get this quarterback confident. Get because if you noticed in that game, he was getting the ball out of his hands pretty quickly. Um, he was he was quite literally taking what they gave him. If nothing was the open downfield, dump it off to Kenny Gainwell, dumped it to Goddard. He even threw the ball to Grant Cafeteria, the, the the second or third string tight end, a few times. Right, so he was. Jalen Hurts was just going through, in my opinion, I felt like he was going through his reads and just, hey, open guy, get rid of the ball. The pressure's coming. The blitz is coming. All right, dump it all to my running back. Go make a play. I felt like Jalen Hurts did not overthink that game yesterday, except for except for um, when he didn't run out of bounds. That was the one moment of the game where I was like, dude, what are you doing? But other than that, I didn't really have too much bad, too, too much bad to say about him. So for me, the positive is, um, DeAndre Swift got, um, you know, involved. DeAndre Swift and Goddard got involved in the offense again. Um, and uh, Hertz seems like he's starting to settle down a little bit. But um, as of right now, the defense, I mean, um, they played all things considered, the defense played well, I guess, except for that one play that they gave up to Slayton over the top. But I got, I, I, I blame the offense and the special teams for the two turnovers. So I, I just, I mean, I wasn't looking at any of that. I was looking at approach because, I mean, my question then comes Well, that's back. what I mean by the, the approach with Goddard and Swift. Like that yeah, was the positive. Yes, that was I was looking approach. That yeah, approach was the different. Of the Giants? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you, I could have put Tyler McKee. Is that his name? Yeah. And they, they would have, it would have been Tanner McKee. Tanner McKee. It would have, yeah, have been some type of game <laughs> that they could have won still. I, I, I had no, the Giants offered no redeeming competition whatsoever. Right. And it, was tar- it was target practice. It was target practice, right. And you, and you still found a way to make that hard. I know. And so for me, what I was looking at was play design, um, script, approach. I saw a bunch of series that they went 10-plus plays, which were great. Mm-hmm. And so to me, you kind of started seeing that. And in, in the process of what you said, I said the same thing. Why is he seeing that? more with the Giants than he's not seeing that with the Niners and the Cowboys. Surely you got it was open there too. Mm-hmm. Or was that a coaching philosophy that they weren't going to put the line, they weren't going to put the tight end as a focal point in the offense? Why would they make Goddard and Swift um, more of a focal point in a game that they could have won by running the ball a hundred times where you needed that approach was in the Niners and in the Cowboy game. And you Mm -hmm. did not have that. Why the change for him to see that? Is it because they're telling him that? And I think it is. I think what they, he has done. And look, here's a prime example of two about the game tone. That 20 yard strike was off script. Oh, that's hurts. Completely. That's all hurts. Yeah. 
Bro, I would have five to ten plays. Go Jalen, go do it. Like Shane did. <laughs> like I mean, that's you really think that they have massively designed plays for Lamar Jackson? Or do you think they tell Lamar, go make a play, son? Yeah, when you got a quarterback like that, right? You're gonna have some things that you obviously plan for. You want to keep him in the but, guardrails. But, but but for the most but, but guys like that, their superpower is their ability to improvise. And if you put them in a position to improvise, they can make things happen. Like like that that twenty yard strike for the first down, a third and twenty, that was that's his best vintage. throw I've ever seen him throw. That's vintage Jalen Hurts. That that's that, that that's that, that's him at his best, right? Yep. So um, I still didn't like the position they put themselves in. Right, third and twenty. Th th that's penalties. You don't want that. Um, but for them to convert that. And that situation was huge. Granted, you got to think about who they who they did it against. So, again, I, I went to this game not not concerned about if they would like impress yeah, me because because they, the they can't. Not I mean, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you want you want to see him making the right decision. Um, yeah. yeah. And the the biggest takeaway I had from him was his ability to just take what they gave him, and they were able to move the ball relatively no problem because he was patient. I sensed patience in the first half. The third quarter, I sensed impatience because um, after that fumble, you started seeing them kind of, in my opinion, I felt like they started forcing the ball to AJ in that second half. And you started to see the offense sort of lose efficiency at that point. That was That's my humble opinion. I mean, I don't know if the chat or you saw something different, but in the third quarter especially, I sensed them forcing the ball to AJ. And it's a reason why they weren't efficient because they became predictable in that moment. And then things kind of settled back down again. Do you think that offense would be better or worse without AJ Brown? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, do you think Jalen Hurts would be better without AJ Brown in that huddle? I don't think AJ Brown's the issue. I think the issue is discipline and by the coaches or him. Dis discipline with the coaches because they, if you notice, they're calling plays for it to, to AJ, right? So I think the discipline has to trickle down. Um, I don't think A.J. Brown's the issue. The bottom line is this is the game plan we're running. You don't make game plans, A.J. Brown. Your job is to go out there and catch the ball and make the plays that come to you. Simple as that. So, again, the discipline has to trickle down from the coaching and then it'll trickle down to the uh, quarterback. So how about this? What you're saying here, then, is that the coaches fall in love with A.J. and it ain't so much Hurts falling in love with him. You know why? It's the because they don't have any skill at what they do. I, I've been saying this over the past several weeks. Is that fair? They, they've written – say that again? Is that, a, is that fair? The coaches fall in love with A.J. Well, yeah, that's yeah, hard. exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. You know, I've been saying it all, all, all year. I feel like they've – I feel like this coaching staff has gotten by off the talent of this roster. I believe that. Totally. You know what I mean? And you know what's so interesting? I, I brought this up to Rob, and we didn't really flush it out as much, but I'm curious to you know what you think about this, right? You know, the first question I posed was, was is this was this Philadelphia Eagles team ahead of schedule last year? That was the first question I posed. I right? heard it. And then I took it a step further. I said, okay, if we're not going to say the personnel or the team was ahead of schedule, is it fair to say that maybe we've overestimated Nick Sirianni's contributions to this team? Is he ahead of schedule? Right? Is is he? Did he did he receive more success than he rightfully deserved at that point in his career? Because I'm not seeing where I'm not seeing what he brings to the table from an X and O standpoint. As a matter of fact, I heard that, and you guys, um, like you said, you guys um, 
walked out of that. And I was, and I hadn't looked at it from that angle. And it's an, it's an interesting angle. Are you more shocked? Say they end up the season 13 and four this year. Last year was 14 and three, which is not terrible. Would in a grand scheme. Would you be more shocked with this year's record with personnel at 13 and four than you were last year's at 14 and three? That's a good question. Will I be will I be more shocked that they're 13 and 4 this year, or knowing what I know? Last year, thinking about it, we were all kind of surprised. Because we didn't we didn't see that coming, right? Yeah. I mean, but the now we easy. looked at this and we didn't we saw all the moves and the new coordinators and all this. Because this goes to your point about being ahead of schedule. Maybe it even shocked the organization. Because right. I don't I wonder if the organization really thought that they were going to get out to a 10 and 1 start. No, I don't think they did. I don't think they did either. I think if anything, they were just trying to put themselves in the best position to find out if Jalen Hurts was the guy. I think that was the. I think that was the goal in twenty twenty two. I thought they thought they were going to win games with strictly their offense, as right. the defense was coming around because they weren't as balanced as a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, to your point, they're probably more shocked that they're ahead of pace this year, which they probably yeah. are ahead of pace because because guess what? The, the schedule is hard. The, the schedule is harder hard too. Tone, you've got a way to look at this. Well, we're not going to be any worse than we are right now next year defensively. Yeah, we're not. We can't get worse than this. That's true. Right. And so they got to look at it like, well, we're going to be at least better. Dude, say you're 10% better on defense next year. That's That's a massive improvement, right? Don't you think? Maybe, Maybe it makes you more competitive with the Niners and the Cowboys. If that thing is fifteen percent more improved the next year, so right. to wait and, and and I and I, it's funny. I was I, I went and I grabbed a coke after I thought about that. Thought about that. And I'm like, I wonder how shocked they are where they are, and if they're sitting up in that room and no wonder why they don't really have as a management group sense of panic over it because they're kind of surprised where they are. Mm-hmm. See, maybe that's why management's not uh, overly surprised, but. The coaching staff, to me, still has to be upgraded. And I agree. let me let me let me go here with this, mm-hmm. dude. I, I I thought this this coach has completely come unraveled. He's screaming at players and coaches, and you know what's so funny that interaction between sidelines like that, and you're eleven and four, and you think that that's a good look, doing that publicly when you know privately that's the best way to do. You're not Mike Tomlin, guy. You haven't built that equity up yet. Yeah, it was interesting, right? Um, the play where he uh, he kind of him and it looked like him and Hassan Reddick was going back and forth, but it came after he called a timeout at what was it fourth and one or something like that. He called a timeout because it was a penalty and it moved them up to the fourth and one, and he called a timeout when they were on the field. They were about to you know hike the ball. I thought Reddick was, I thought Reddick was irritated with the timeout, like yo, like we 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 had him. Why'd you call the timeout? That's what I that's what I took it as. And then all of a sudden, the fucking next play, they find Darren Waller, you know, for the conversion. So again, I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was about between him and Reddick. I just don't know. But to your point about being on the sideline, kind of making a ruckus for no reason. What's that about? Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really understand it. Um, you know, sometimes you have guys who believe that they need to uh and he's hollering at his position coach. The, uh, yeah, yeah, th- th- that's th- that's what I'm talking about when Reddick was there. I, yeah. I didn't under- I didn't understand what is that what was going on in that moment. I didn't understand it. Now, someone break it down for me in the live chat, but I didn't understand particularly what was going on between him, Reddick, 
and so on and so forth. But, you know, I'm looking at it like Sirianni, dial it back, dude, because you've done nothing, in my opinion, for you to be yelling at me like that. No. So, so I need him. I need him to dial it back. No, he, he, he has no – the way that he – okay, so let me get this right. In his last three weeks, he's lied to his team, asked his team to lie for him. He's lied to the public. Then he turns around and he's screaming on the sidelines, and you're eleven and four. To act like you're eleven and four, not four and eleven. Four and eleven coaches act like that. And this is no, excuse me, I'll take that back. Two and five coaches act like that. Uh, like, like as far as I'm concerned, as a head football coach slash play caller, Nick Sirianni will always be a two and five coach. No matter what he does. He has not shown me, and every time he tells me, well, I know it's got my game plan, and he calls the plays. Guess what he's doing? Hey, he's basically anything that goes sideways with his game plan, it's Johnson's fault, but anything that goes good, it's mine. You sound like Howie. <laughs> you know, I think he, I think lately he's been uh, overcompensating. Um, Don't I you find he- it to be a joke? This is what ha- this is what happens when uh, someone slowly starts to get found out for who they really are, and conflict does that. So you know, I look at this team, and uh, I see a team that's slowly starting to see their head coaches uh, not who he claimed himself to be from a coaching standpoint, and also, like I said, I just think Nick Sirianni is benefiting from the talent, man. I I, I really believe that. I, I always have for the most part, but now Sirianni's it's- the court jester. <laughs> um, uh, uh, how well do you think Jalen played? Uh, he was decent. He was decent. The uh, the pick six obviously was damning. Um, other than that, I felt like he was pretty efficient. Um, got the ball out of his hands pretty um, you know, pretty quickly. Responded well to the blitz. Um, I don't really have I don't really have too I don't really have too many negative things to say except for the except the for the pick six and. I actually felt like he responded well to the blitzing. Um, he did a good job getting it to the easy guy, the running back or the or the tight end. You know, staying elusive, keeping the play alive. I, f- I felt like he was all right. Um, responding to the blitzes, he wasn't he wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. I felt like it was a step in the right direction in responding to the blitzes because he didn't force it down the field. Um, he got it to his running back, got it to the tight end, and just let them make a play. So I could live, I could live with those results. Um. Two things, obviously, that that run me the wrong way. Obviously, the pick six, and uh, not running out of bounds um, to such a you know to such a team up for the field goal. They got lucky with the penalty after the fact. So um, I felt like that was a a very awkward situation for him because I've never seen him make that kind of mistake before. And I don't know if that's a sign of something bad to come or if it was just a one off. No, you know what it was. It was a legitimate mistake. He thought he was closer to the sidelines, and he just because he was looking about. And again, you know what that's about, too, Tone. That's about self-preservation. You see guys barreling down on you. You're not going to be doing this, dude. You get decleated like that when you're tiptoeing down that sideline. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I think he thought he was closer to the sidelines, and mm-hmm. he just lost his place on the guys. Do that, man. They do okay. that all the time. And to me. You know, the getting out of bounds now, I, I think you've got to get out sooner. 
Okay. Yeah, if you're a guy like him, because the ref's not going to call it the same way if it was like a pocket guy. So, and see, here's why the mistake on my why I think it's more of a mistake. But when he went and he went down and where he went down, I know that he thought he was closer. Yeah. But if you're doing self preservation, you got to get out of bounds sooner than getting the extra yard may cost you the season. I don't need you to get a yard, dude. Even if you lose the giant game, I don't need you. I'd rather lose the giant game than you. Get out of bounds. Get out of bounds the yard sooner, man. And, you know, in fairness to him, the moment it happened, he was like, he knew it immediately. He knew it. He knew it immediately. So I'm, I'm not going to kill him for it, but it was something that was that it, it was it was mind boggling in the moment because like I, I he typically has a higher a high self awareness like that. So when I I mean, but other than that, he didn't do anything really in that game to really um, change my opinion drastically. Um, again, no. the pick six was terrible, but I mean, I felt I, I felt like he did enough to win the game, man. You know, I I, I, I just believe that again as, as a team. It didn't do much. It didn't move the needle for me either way as a team. They are who they are. All they can really hope for is to get some kind of continuity and confidence back. But as far as and your luck. playoff standing, you, you got to prove it to me in the playoffs now. It's, it, you lost the opportunity against the Niners. You lost the opportunity against the, against the Cowboys. You lost the, the Seahawks. You lost those opportunities, right? I'll put it this way. If they or they lost to the Cowboys, they lost to the Niners. If they were to beat the Seahawks and then obviously they beat the Giants this week, I would feel way better about where they are. I feel way better, but I don't because you lost that Seahawks game. Never was the nail in the coffin. So now I'm just looking at you as a team that's I mean, once you get in, hey, I don't know if you're gonna win or I don't know if you're gonna lose. I just I, I really don't know. 18 turnovers. Has that changed any opinion of him? No, because when Dak threw fifth was it 15 last yep. year, it didn't change my opinion of him. Um, if you really and look yet at, some media people started calling him a turnover turnover machine, machine. and I didn't I didn't really understand that. I, I didn't understand that personally. Um, I mean, I, now obviously when you're talking to Philip, when you're talking to Cowboys fans, you want to joke about it and say, "Ah, here, you you that, that's what you do in those little Twitter circles." But in now, reality, Josh Allen is a turnover machine because he does it on a consistent basis, and and that's the and I think that's the difference. Um, because like. That's like a narrative in his career. Like you know, what's we, crazy, Tony? He'll have twenty-two and, um, turnovers, and he'll have fifty-one, well, or he'll yeah, have forty-five 40 the, yeah, to fifty touchdowns. And it's it's thing. kind of like Brett Favre in a way. It's very it's very Brett Favreish. Um, but yeah, as far as Jalen, I mean, the turnovers obviously they're terrible this year. They're haunting him. I thought they would end somewhere around that Dolphins or, um, what, what games came after that? Um. I thought it would end around week eight, week nine, right? And it kind of just been following him the whole season. Do I think Jalen Hurts is a turnover machine this year? Yes. Do I think he's a turnover machine for his career? No, because he hasn't shown. Um, he's been a starter for three seasons, and he's shown an ability to protect the ball for his first two seasons um, as a starter. Third season, he has to do a better job. So I don't think he's a turnover machine. It doesn't I, hasn't I changed my opinion. Too. Yeah, because, um, again, same thing with Dak. That last year he had more turnovers than games played. You know, it didn't change my opinion of him because I know he doesn't turn the ball over like that. That's just not his MO. So I'm not going to do that for Jalen Hurts either. What if this football team gets the number one seed? They drop it. By the way, I heard you who, say who would have thought the 49ers would have lost too? I, 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 thought they, I didn't think they were going to win that game. I know you didn't. I, I just, I just, for me, I was like, okay, they're hot, they're home. They're Ravens win are playing this game. good right now. 
Yeah, maybe maybe um maybe I've underestimated the Ravens these past couple weeks. I think you I have. Didn't, though. You know what's funny? If you remember right, you told me this was like week five or six. You went like this when I was talking Super Bowl matchups. You went, I'll tell you what, Sills, which would be a really tough. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. I remember that. He goes, I don't know how the Eagle defense would defend Lamar Jackson. And I was like, that's a great call. He's like, you don't really think the Eagles could defend that guy, do you? And I go, no, I don't. And it started that time where I started keeping an eye. And then I'll tell you who's had an impact. Isn't it funny? The two highest paid football players at their respected positions are Warner and Roquan Smith. And I'll tell you what, I get it. They got blasted yesterday, but still, the Niners are the Niners are a team that are going to be tough for anybody in the NFC playoffs. That Ravens team with Being Roquan moved. Smith playing Mike linebacker, and I got to say this, Patrick the Eagle Queen. DB coach, that's a hey, the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, unfortunately, is the defensive back coach that's in Baltimore right now. That's a tragic oversight by that organization not elevating that guy. When you elevated Brian Johnson and you didn't want to take any kind of counsel from what that guy had seen, you had the top secondary last year in the league. Now you got the worst secondary in the league, mm-hmm. and now he's got one of the top secondaries in the league. There's no coincidence for that because last year Baltimore was terrible on defense. That's true. That's true. Look, ego is the reason why that man's not in the building. No, no, not his ego, but the team, the the, the, the uh, front office's ego. Pick a coach, why ego? Doug Peters is not in that building because of ego. And it, it, there we go again. You know, missing out on a good a good situation because you're so dug in to how you want to do things. Uh, why don't you trust the football people to do football things? Because they don't want football people. They want analytic people. This is this isn't this this isn't IBM. This isn't the this isn't a Fortune 500. You know this isn't Google but or Amazon. That like, but that, again, that's not an eagle thing. That's a leap thing today. Right, right. You know the, the 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 more money that gets involved with these organizations, with the advertisers and the networks, the more money, the more they're going to start. The more they're treating it like a legit corporation rather than a football team. See, having Jalen Hurts. Holy cow! I can't believe I'm going to go here. But bear with me here. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, this is where I always float down that one river that is always on fire tone. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, this is where I, I singe my hair sometimes. Having a quarterback like Dak, Lamar, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes is so important for the organizations in numerous ways. It's not so important any longer about winning the Lombardi. It's about value of franchise. It's about season tickets. It's about Mm -hmm. merchandise. It's about views. It's about pre- and post-game shows. It's about the minority dollar that is spent inside. You know one of the most The digital footprint, all those things. Get this. Do you understand when Michael Vick was a starting quarterback in Atlanta, do you know 68% of the season tickets were bought by minorities and Falcon fans that were minority? 68%. Wow, that's crazy. Of the fan base. And so when they turned around and got white boy Matt Ryan, they got a lot. That thing went down <laughs> to 40%. 
That's funny. You understand, Tom? What you said? Well, you know, Atlanta. Atlanta's one. Atlanta's one of the. It's Atlanta's one of the um. From a um from a demo, from from a demographic standpoint, Atlanta is one of the blackest cities in, 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 in the country. So that that makes sense. It totally, hey, totally. But see what you're saying. Carolina, in the South, in the North, okay, white quarterback, black quarterback, everything is strategically because it's analytically done. It's not done by color. It's done by the greenbacks. Mm. It's done by the cash register. What's best for this? What's best for Colorado? What's best for Chicago? Hmm. What's best for a liberal city down in New Orleans? What it, They do all of that. And like you said, the business of the NFL is so different now. It's not just about putting a roster together and putting the right. best guys out there on the field. It's not, about, it's not it's just about, about that it's anymore. About selling tickets, too. Not that yeah. you guys would ever have to worry about it. Hell, you you got you guys could put a Martian at quarterback in, <laughs> in Philadelphia, and that place is going to have sixty nine seven. You could you could put Mother Teresa matter. back. You could put Mother Teresa back there, running back, and we yeah, still gonna show up. There's certain cities like they're in Buffalo, okay, that don't. Hey, wait a minute. You think Jalen Hurts would be a good fit in Buffalo as a starting head, a starting quarterback in nah. Buffalo, or do you think the guy from Wyoming? <laughs> It's a good fit and why you think that's by design. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, listen, man, you, you on to something because uh, I don't see a guy like uh, I don't see a guy like Jim like Lamar beginning. Jackson, Lamar <laughs> Jackson in Buffalo, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of another organization that'd be an odd fit, like uh, just you know, I'm trying to think, man. The New York Giants, right? They haven't had a, a black starter in what? How long? How about having Aaron Rodgers with his political views in San Francisco? I'm going to tell know. you why I think he didn't get the San Francisco job. Here's anti-vaxxer out in California. In San Listen, Francisco. All these teams, all these teams weigh their image when they yes. draft guys. They think yes. about all those things. It's, that's why, perfect example, that's why Jalen Carter fell where he fell. Because these teams value their image more than talent. That was a clear, that's a clear indication that teams value their image, their public relations more so than the talent and winning. That's a clear indication right there. The Bears could have had him and they drafted yeah. it and they traded with the Philadelphia Eagles. They needed him. So let me show you something here about Lamar and Jalen this year. Lamar's clearly had a better year. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's clearly played better than him. And he's got the best record in the game now. Mm -hmm. um, why would look, Steve Biscotti and Eric DaCosta, the new general manager, Ozzie's still in the building, believe it or not. In my right. opinion, Ozzie Newsom over the last 25 years has probably been the best general manager, former player of anybody that's been in the league. He has put those Super Bowl champion teams with numerous different coaches, starting quarterbacks. I mean, Tone, he came over in the trans, uh, transition from Cleveland to Baltimore. He did all that. I mean, Ozzie Newsom is still in the building. And remember what his last parting gift was? Do you remember oh. what his last parting gift was out the door? Didn't draft Lamar? Yeah. 32nd pick. 32nd pick. You know yeah. what he said on the way out? You'll thank me. <laughs> when everyone went like this, Tom Telesco has been on this program. Tom Telesco asked him to try out at wideout. 
And he said, no, it's a racist thing. Totally a racist. You didn't ask Tom, Tim Tebow to have a trail for flanker. Yeah, or running back or tight end. Or like, halfback yeah. or some shit right. like that. Right, and, and everybody knows Tim Tebow was. You know, he refused to run at the Combines because he didn't want to show people. Everyone knows he's probably like, what, the third fastest guy in the league. I mean, when that guy takes off, there was somebody. There was somebody else that did that, too. They did refuse to run at the Combine. I can't remember who it was. It was a quarterback. Um a lot of, I'm I'm not mad at it though. Like like you you like you don't ask these questions of of, of white quarterbacks to to, to run to, to run routes. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whatever to see Never. if they, you don't, you don't think about it. You don't ask them that at all. You didn't right? ask Peyton Manning to do that. Right. Well, yeah, no, of course not. I mean, he's a, <laughs> but you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to give an example of a guy. I mean, Tim Tebow was a great example. Um, Like, you, you know what it is? Like, they because a lot of these uh guys like Edelman, he was a former quarterback, black right? Players differently. Yeah, yeah, of course. But um Edelman, like Edelman and Amadola, weren't they former quarterbacks back in yeah. the day? And they never asked them to turn up to those guys, let's go turn to receivers. But you know what they said? They said, Look, I want to play in the league, so I'm going to change my position. See, like the white, the white players, they they get that luxury to just choose um black quarterbacks when you no. have some speed on you and they, and they question your ability to quarterback. They say well, Ward was a receiver. I mean, it was a quarterback. Really? I never yeah. knew that. Heinz Ward I never, was I never knew that. Art Monk. I never knew that. You know, it's, it's so funny. Like, see, guys changing positions isn't the anomaly. It's when you try to ask guys to change their position because you think they are not capable of playing a certain position. And, that's and he won a Heisman. You don't want a Heisman. You want a Heisman. He Heisman for being a guy playing wide out. Come on, man. Him he and Louis. The Heisman LeBron Trump Jackson at Louisville at was the same. How did they allow Lamar Jackson to leave Florida? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! How did they allow oh, that? That burns me. How did they let that young man leave Gino Florida? Gino too. How? Gino too. I don't understand what's going on. Do you know now. those two guys played against one another this year? And you know what? For me, I screamed, and I'm going like, "How in the world?" Do we put Kyle Wright and some other stiff quarterback we've had 
and we let those two guys, one guy go to West Virginia and the other guy go to Louisville. And That's that insane. Guy, That's insane. How do you they're both South Florida kids? That's insane. West Virginia, really. <laughs> he had That's to go to West Virginia because Miami wouldn't. You know what they said? We're going in a different direction. And I always went like this. What direction is that? <laughs> I go, you know what direction it is? Five and six. See, man, you gotta remember something. When you when when you're South, when you're in South Florida, I want the the reason why I'm going to take a guy like who's a three-star kid, I'm going to take a three-star kid because there's a five-star kid that's a sophomore I want. Mm. So what you do is you recruit the coach. You take that three-star kid, you coach your ass off with great coaches like Jimmy and all these guys. That guy turns out to be a superstar player. Do you want to hear something? Russell Maryland got one scholarship offer. University of Toledo. Toledo. And, and get this, he became the number one overall pick. Okay, Cortez Kennedy, me and Jerome recruited him. This guy had every recruiting thing, and he comes walking in. His mama rose, God rest her soul. She goes like this, I hear you two guys are trouble. I go, um, well, Mrs. Uh, uh, Mrs. Kennedy, that's kind of not true. She's like, I hear you're the biggest troublemaker. I hear you don't listen. I'm like, that's him. <laughs> he said that's him. Hey, hey. I, mean, I mean, look, like, Jan Carter, another guy, Florida kid. How yeah. did he get to Georgia? <clears throat> Before even going through Miami or, you know, FSU, FSU or, or, the Florida or, or the Gators, right? It's just, yeah. it's just, it's crazy to me. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So let me ask you this. What are you going to, okay. Are you going to take anything away with this team over the next two games? Arizona, you think Arizona's going to, hey, it's Kyler Murray. <clears throat> now, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to show up. I think the Giants are going to want to beat them the final game. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to win, want to win as well. I mean, granted, it's a it's a it's a road game for them, home game for us. So, I mean, obviously, John Legan wants to take it to Nick Sirianni. Of course, you know all the different stuff that went on behind the scenes. I'm sure he wants to take his head off. So, um, I think these final two games, they're going to they're going to get max effort from these guys, especially if the Eagles keep them in the game, which is what I fully expect. I fully ex see. Here's the thing: you you had the Giants twenty to down, twenty to three. You could have you could have actually killed them bad enough to the point where they they won't even show up for the last game, but now you give them confidence to believe that okay, a couple things bounce our way, we can catch them in that final game. You could have you could you could have won two games in one yesterday, but you didn't. So that's that. And then with the Cardinals game, um, if if you get a big on them, you got to ride that because if you don't and you give them confidence going into that second half, they make a couple plays here and there. All of a sudden, that game looks a lot different. So. They can't to answer your question. It's nothing they can do for me to change how I see them going into the playoffs. There's nothing they can do at this point. It's just start the playoffs already because I need to know if they're gonna make if they're gonna win a game, win two games, lose a. I, I, there's nothing they can do for me. For me, let's do this. They end the season thirteen and four. Mm -hmm. They get bounced in the opening round. What changes do you think the owner would make? Gosh, man, they're so unpredictable at this point. I think Brian Johnson's out. I think Brian Johnson's out. Nick Nick's by with the third with it with the thirteen. Wait, wait, listen, what you're saying: thirteen and four. Every you. guy in the huddle had a career year, and you're gonna fire him. I mean, they had career years last year. With so, I mean, he didn't do anything spectacular. 
So, um, better record versus better teams, number one, toughest schedule. I'm making a case for him. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just no, no, saying- no, 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 no. I know what you're trying to do. And, and, and I mean, that's that's the case he's going to have, right? Listen, we're 13 and four against a, against better teams, uh, you know. But again, the playoffs. See, we don't we don't gauge this team off regular season. We gauge this team off the playoffs. That's that's, that's the reality. You you're you're, like, you're not in Chicago. Been- Say it again. You think his fate has already been sealed? No, his fate will be sealed. If his fate will be sealed with the opening round playoff loss. So Sean Desai's fate was sealed after two games. I'm with you. I am. I mean, because how can you have that train of thought on one side of the ball? Do you think they value the offensive side of the ball more than the defensive side of the ball? Yes. Yes. Mentality wise, on winning a game. Yes. Yes, they do. Just by the money they spend. And the way, just think about it. The way they treat that linebacker position is the same way they treated that DC position just now. We could put anybody out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We could we could we could piecemeal it together. That their their demotion of Sean Desai exposed their lack of commitment to that side of the ball. And for me, they look at Brian Johnson as someone that. They have an opportunity to still say they groomed this guy to become this. So they're going to give him every opportunity. Hang on, remember, he's black. I know. And they're going to give every opportunity to Brian Johnson to prove that he's the guy. Because remember, Sean Desai was an outsource. So if they fire him, they could say, well, he didn't align with our philosophies. But Brian Johnson, they had him at quarterback coach two years in a row. Then you elevate him to OC. Uh, to OC. If he could find a way. So they're going to fire it, two it, black coordinators. It makes them well. Sean Desai, I think he's I think he's Indian, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, they're going to fire um, two already. Um, they're going to the the Philadelphia Eagles are going to fire two minority offense and defensive coordinators in the offseason. Never happened. <laughs> well, I mean, you asked me what I think. Uh, you asked me what I, what I think may happen, and if they lose an opening round, opening round to an inferior team, somebody's getting fired, Dan. Still, someone's getting I fired. Like it's no, it's no way. Listen, it's either gonna be Nick or Brian. Now, I, last time I checked, they don't just fire head coaches and keep the OC around. That's that's, look that's at, rare. Look at, look at so, what Cody, Cody put. Cody, no, I'm not, I'm not really ripping you. What does that matter? You must completely miss the whole conversation about the impression of how that organization wants to be thought of and looked at. Mm-hmm. It matters to them in so many ways. So many ways the court, the coach putting the charade on with the up downs and screaming on the sidelines mm-hmm. and the impression keeping a minority in the building when most coordinators Ken Dorsey got blown out, they kicked him out. They didn't give him a rosy chair up in the booth. <laughs> That's where and they do cutaways <laughs> with him on a Monday night game. Right. Nobody does that. That's not normal. It's so, not normal. So um unless you're trying to send a message. We talked about this what last week, two weeks ago. You know what I mean? How bad would it look on their part? Oh, to, uh, <laughs> are you, know you kidding I mean? me, man? So, so here's the thing. Again, if they lose in the opening round, remember they have these expectations. They lose in the opening round to the Rams or the Seahawks. Someone's getting fired. That Rams team can beat them. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. They're a different team. So, I'm telling the you, the Bucks look different. Listen, I think. 
I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Look, okay. So this is where things get really interesting because the playoffs. The, the playoff picture is is very. Um, I got it here. So right now, right now, when it comes to the playoff picture, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are the two. Uh, the the 49ers are the one. Eagles are the two seed. Lions are the three seed. Bucks are the four. Cowboys the fifth. Rams six. Seattle Seahawks seventh. Right. If everything stays exactly sure how Lions it is, Lions aren't the second seed. They're the third seed. Um, oh, I, I looked at NFL.com and they had the Lions too. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Um, okay. ES, yeah. Uh, where are we at? So, um, just, yeah. My point is though, if the uh, in the first round, the Eagles, if everything holds true, the Eagles would have to play the Seattle Seahawks in the first round. Um, the Lions would have to play the Rams, and the Buccaneers would have to play the Cowboys. Okay. On the road, the, the Buccaneers will have a home game. Yep. The Cowboys have to go on the road. They'll beat them. I'm not now. Hey. Hear me out of this. I'm not. I believe the Cowboys will beat them too. But Cowboys on the road with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that's playing better. They're more confident. The Cowboys. I don't want them to go into that game thinking it's just going to be a a walk in the park because of it's being a road game, road game and they haven't proven to be a good road team. All their losses have come on the road. All I of them, I, I believe. About that so that's something team. to watch. And then Lions and Rams, I think the Rams can beat the Lions. I do too. I do too. How about this? So the Buccaneers are kind of dicking around with Devin White. You know, they're kind of spot playing them. They had mm-hmm. him at a, had a healthy inact or something last week. Um, a word. Know. I did not know that. Yeah, there's really a lot of animosity between him and Jason Light and what's going on. He's 25 years old. They still haven't given him a new contract. He no, played they're, him. They're not going. Actually, actually, guess who else is out the door? Mike Evans. Yeah, he like both of those guys played on good they faith. They were told at the beginning of the year, we're not giving you new contracts. Damn. Speaks you to let speaks. Mike Evans walk out the door because as soon as he walks out the door, he's walking into Canton. It speaks to Evans' professionalism because he still played and gave them everything. Oh, he's got big. He's having a great year too, man. Big numbers. And, he's, and for the most part, he stayed healthy. I think he what only yeah. missed maybe a game, if that. So, if listen, you're the man. Eagles, would you make a run at Devin White? <laughs> if I'm Tone, I make a run at Devin White. <laughs> Devin White. If I'm the Eagles. <laughs> no, I'm just going to draft the guy in the fourth round and try to turn him into Jeremiah Trotter. That's what They've they do. They've never done that under that's what him. They, that's what they do. Sales, come on. That's what so they you're going to three, three, you're going to, you might just throw the money in a trash can and that's burn it. They, that's what they do. They're not going to invest in that linebacker position the way the So you don't want to, do. you don't want to look like Baltimore or you don't want to have a linebacker like Fred Warner. There, do you think there's a coincidence that those two teams last night were 11 and three facing one another? No coincidence at all. It's the reason their defenses are, are two of the best in the league. And also, you know, with Devin White being due a very, very big paycheck, you really think Harry Rosen is going to drop that money oh, on him? Oh, he ain't dropping 20 million. When, when, he, when he wouldn't even give TJ Edwards $6 million? No way. Absolutely he's, not. He, he, How about the AFC playoffs? Ravens would play the Colts. They'd kill them. Mm-hmm. Dolphins, Bills. That I I'll think the you, Bills can. Uh, Bills beat them. Well, well, actually, actually, in the first round, it would be Dolphins, Colts, uh, Dolphins, Colts, and, it and would then be Chiefs, Bills, Bills. Chiefs. I think the Bills beat them. I do too. 
And I think Cleveland. I think the Bills to- are coming out of. I think the Bills are going to the AFC Championship game, and it's Bills and Ravens. Yeah, because here's the thing, right? Let's let, let, let's go through it a little bit, right? So Miami Colts, we got Miami in that game, obviously. Chiefs Bills, I think the Bills beat the Chiefs, and then you got Jaguars Browns. I think the Browns think the beat Browns the Jags. Win. I think the Browns win. So then the Ravens will have to play the Bills in the um in the divisional round. Oh, the Bills can catch them. They can. They can beat them. If the I'm, Bills, if the Bills get the Ravens in the divisional round, they're going to the Super Bowl. My 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 prediction of the Bills getting to the Super Bowl will fulfill itself. Yeah. Because the Bills, I picked the Bills to get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Listen, I, I I'm 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 I might have to I might have to agree with you in terms of I if the Bills knock out the Chiefs and they knock out knock out the Ravens, I don't I I think they're going to the Super Bowl if that happens. If they beat, because again, this is and plus also this is if everything stays as it is. Yeah, right. This, the, the, you know the seating can still shift. Two weeks bit, ago, but, the Bills were in the twelve hole. Exactly, and now the Broncos are in the twelve hole because they lost. And the now damn they're Patriots. in the six. They moved up six spots in two weeks. And exactly, it's crazy With how two things left shift. to play. Uh-huh. And they're going to win. And they're, they're going to win those last two as well. So, um, the Browns would then have to play against the Dolphins. So the and Bills I, are going to go eleven and fucking six after being six and six. And I think the Browns can beat the Dolphins. Hey man, yo, are you are we Go going to Flacco. see a hold on? But times out. Are we going to see a Buffalo? Are we going to see a Buffalo Cleveland AFC Championship? Buffalo, Buffalo <laughs> Cleveland. The Joe Flacco, the Joe Flacco versus Josh Allen. That would be insane. oh my god! And what if Flacco gets to the? By the way, if you're the Jets. Are you not kicking yourself in the head for not calling that guy sooner? He might have saved your season. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but look at what he could... threw. What, hey, look. He threw for like 380, yeah. right? 340, something like that? Three, what, what did he throw? Yeah, 368. Yo, Three Flacco, touchdowns, man. 368, old man Flacco. Man, he's the kind of guy. Like, he, he's a fluky guy. Like he, he's a he's a fluky player. You get him in the playoffs, you never know what you might get. Let me but, just say this to you, man. There's been some cousins got hooked up back in the day when they. When you look at Joe Flacco, he looks like one of them English people. You know that got kind of like the same bloodline a little bit. How come you look like my, my uncle, my uncle, my my aunt Harry? Oh, my aunt Harry. That is hilarious. my aunt Harry. You look like my aunt Harry. I mean, <laughs> are we related? Yeah, she's my sister. Oh, okay. Oh well, man. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes you look at Joe Flacco, he looks a little weird. He's like, man, that guy's had somebody related to somebody. <laughs> Yo, ah. it's, it's entirely possible Bills and Browns AFC Championship. Bills and Browns. Boy, the networks will be <laughs> They would lose their mind. They would lose their mind. And also the top teams that we that they had going, Ravens and Dolphins, they would, they would pretty much – but the Ravens would be one and done at that point. Here's, here, here's who the networks want. In my opinion, they want Dak. Eagles or Niners in the NFC title game because the quarterbacks. But because of one's a white guy, they probably want the white guy. Um, in the AFC, I probably would think they want. They may be fatigued on Mahomes. I think. I think. The, I think in, a, in the Super Bowl they want. Go ahead. Bills and Ravens, but they can't. They can't have that in the AFC title game. So it would be. They probably want Chiefs and Ravens in the title game. That's, 
I want to put a title game. That, that sounds good. In the Super Bowl, I think they want in, in the Super Bowl, I think they would love, they would love Niners Chiefs, but obviously that's not gonna be the I don't think it's gonna be the case. I think their second best option, I think they would love um nine either Niners Ravens or Niners Dolphins. Tua? Oh, Dolphins, South Florida. They would love Niners Dolphins. You think they want the Eagles back in there? No. I don't think they do. They don't want they don't want the Eagles anywhere. <laughs> Let's be <Yeah>. honest. <laughs> they don't even want the Eagles in the NFC. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> the, the Eagles don't get a fair shake at anything. Absolutely not, man. Are you kidding me? Hey, no, Listen, okay, yeah, a Dak and Dak and the Niners, they'd the, probably want for yeah. TV ratings wise. Yeah, they want that in because that's a leg that's a legacy uh yes. matchup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a yep. lot of history there. Yep. Yep. So they would they would love they would love Niners Cowboys and West Coast kind of East Coast kind of something mm -hmm. there for the yeah. conference title games. And they would probably like they would probably love Bills Chiefs again. It's not going to happen. But they would love they would they would love Bills Chiefs again. I'll tell you what would be great. I'll tell you what will get great ratings though, if Ravens and Bills play in that divisional game. That they will. Be massive they will. ratings. They they will. Allen versus Lamar. Shit, dude. You're talking big TV numbers. Yeah. I think the Bills knocked out the Ravens before, didn't it? I think they did. A while back. Yeah. I know the I know the Ravens historically in the in, in the in the Lamar Jackson era, they lost to the Tennessee Titans twice. They got knocked out by them twice. And I think they lost to the Bills once. What if what if Lamar wins a second title or a second MVP at the age of 26? That's Hall. He he's entering Hall of Fame status. At 26, he would have won. One of them would have been like he easily could be. He, I don't think he's going to be consensus again. But, but, but here, follow me, Tone. I don't really think anybody's had an exceptional year as a quarterback. Not, you know, we always sit here and we're critical of Jalen, but everyone's had a, you know, like a seesaw year this year. I mean, you said something earlier. You said something earlier that was really key, right? Everyone's kind of taking their turn being the, yeah. The, the the number one guy, right? Yeah, and, and the number one team. Right, and the number one team. And it's no one's had stellar, no one's had a stellar season. Yeah. Guys have had guys have had great runs. Yeah. And that's pretty much what it's been. Maybe um, McCaffrey's been the most consistent player in Miles I'm, Garrett. I'm glad you brought that up. Let me ask you this, right? How much damage did Brock Purdy's MVP candidacy take last night? Huge. Because I to me, I, I I don't I've said that this this is why I've asked you this question numerous times. I don't believe he's the most uh, valuable player in his own huddle. I think, you know, I, I might be I may be going out on the limb here. I think because no quarterback has been transcended this year, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to get it. Yeah, but I think those Niner guys may cancel themselves out, and that's how Lamar lands on it. Mm. And because look, you're going to have guys voting for McCaffrey, and you're going to have guys voting for Purdy. Now, here's the thing here. Right. Two white guys. Okay, so, I mean, but what's bad for them is they're on the same team. So, they're going to cancel right. one another out. Right. You might be – you. you that, that's, that's very possible. You might be on to something with that. I think you're – you may be right, but still, though, like you said, because of the quarterback position being so yeah. sticky, that may – because you know, you know what, what, what it probably did? It probably that game last night probably proved 
to a lot of people who probably were on the fence that McCaffrey's the engine, not Purdy. So it probably elevated McCaffrey's status even more after that game last night. Will you say no, Lamar Jackson? No, right I, I, here, right now. No, I know. I, 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 I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Everybody, McCaffrey and them dudes. Yeah, those dudes are down here. That dude last night. <laughs> hey, he was great last this? night. I want Lamar me one was, of them. <laughs> Lamar was great last night, man. He was spectacular. Uh, it's going to come down between hey, Lamar and McCaffrey. That's what love you, man. Great job, man. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. I appreciate you too, Sills. Talk to you soon. All right, man. Let's get over to our friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29. And before I even start doing this here, what I just told my friend Tone here, man, when I watched Lamar Jackson last night. So, um, yeah, Tone, let's let's bring up my friend. Hey, hey Gary, I want one of, one of those what I saw last night, quarterback of my football team. Yeah. Have you been surprised with how great he's looked? And get this, Gary, he'll be 26 years old. And if things play the way they play out, he may win his second most valuable player by the time he's 26 years old. I, I tell you, it was amazing. I, you know, uh, they stepped up. <clears throat> the bright lights were shining. The uh, Everybody was watching. They weren't watching just to see the game. They're looking at, okay, these are supposed to be the two best teams in the NFL. And I'll tell you, the Ravens, they, they, I mean, they look like they, you know, that the 49ers didn't even belong on the field. I mean, look how bad they made Purdy look. And, and you know, I you know, I had um this is something that I looking at the Eagles at the way they play defense, and I was trying to say you can't play pure zone anymore. You gotta play matchup zone, you know, like you do in basketball, where the guy in your area is you better get on him and not just be around him. You gotta be on him, or the quarterback's gonna just throw the ball to him. And so they do that. And you see the way when that guy comes in the guy's area, he will cut in front of the guy. And that's the way they were picking off the passes. And I, I tell you, uh, you know, Lamar, Lamar just looks like he's running at a different speed than everybody else. I mean, he I love him. takes off. It looks like he, he makes everybody else look like they're running in place. And he just really had it, had him dialed up. He was so much composed when he would roll out uh, to his left or right. And his passes were on the money. And just his old demeanor afterwards, you could see that they came in with a confidence. And I tell you what is really eye-opening is, as bad as the 49ers made the Eagles look, as bad as they made the Cowboys look, the Ravens <laughs> made them look just as bad. I where know. It like, to where I've come to the point, you know what? The Ravens aren't perfect either. So... Whichever team wins is going to be the team that's, well, you know, uh, maybe the Eagles can find a way to take their game up because their game, I mean, come on. Yesterday, uh, that was just. What's your takeaway from yesterday, Gary? Well. Eagles-Giants. Um, I, I like the way uh, I thought I thought Hurts played well. I thought he saw the field well. Uh, he's making good, crisp decisions. Like the way he was throwing the ball, the interception wasn't really his fault. So I thought he played well. It was great to see him. And then afterwards, it seemed like he's he's gotten the pressure off his back where he's, look, man, just relax. Play your game. So I like the way he looked. Um, you know, of course, the way they gave him and let them back into the game, I didn't like. And um, you see where the, the, the uh, Eagles defense has some issues. 
uh, where, you know, you can't let a guy, you know, get that that easy where you get a deep throw and just run away and, you know, to get back into the game. So, but also ultimately though, I really liked what I saw because of, I liked the way Jalen played because, you know, he has, he has not been playing well. And for him to seem to be back into where he's playing after the game, like the way he was talking. So I think they have a chance when he's playing like that. I mean, they can score. So if you're scoring, that means you're in the game. Now, defensively, I still, come on, they got to play better. I mean, you know, the, the um, they're the playing Giants, against they got Tommy Gabagool. Gary, they're playing against Tommy Gabagool. I know. And, and, and Tyrod Taylor and Drew Locke the last two weeks, and they're one in one. I know. And, and that's scary, but defensively, like pass rush. Did you see a pass rush yesterday? Nope. Nobody rushing. I'm going like, did those guys are those guys uh, out there? It's, I mean, it looks like the, they're in the uniform. No pass rush. I mean, what is going on? You know, the, the one thing they had was, you know, I know some of these guys say, okay, we ran out of gas, we're kind of tired or whatever. For four games? <laughs> I mean, no it's pass the rush. Giants, they stink. I know. They they stink and they were and they were running the ball on the Eagles too. They got a horrible offensive line. So, you know, I mean, I was I was happy with what I saw with the offense, but defensively, that was that was that was horrible, man. Because the Giants have a horrible offense. Have you seen yet they were moving the ball up and down the field on the Eagles? Have you seen an improvement with Matt Patricia as DC? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I've seen two games. I mean, last week, you know, he's got a, a Bradbury one-on-one. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, you know, this past week, you know, you, you, they get they give a shot. They're really they're running the ball down the Eagles' throat. They're controlling the ball. The Giants, you know, terrible. So they they they've got to look better now. The only good thing that I have to say out of all that is the good thing was the way the Ravens made the 49ers look. <laughs> because people were ready to give the 49ers the trophy. Going like, well, we might as well go ahead and let yeah. them have the trophy. So so we can delay that. They're not getting the trophy yet. Okay. So that that's that's the best thing that I think happened that hey, I saw. Hey Gary, Shaq Leonard showed up too. Yeah, now Shaq Leonard, uh, I could see where I saw some good things out of him, where you can see where he's still got some of that ability that we saw out in Indianapolis. Uh, that is a good thing. And you see he wants to play, too, uh, how he, he was in the game. I mean, so I, I guess that's a plus. Um, but they, they got work to, work to do. And, um, you know, going in the locker room afterwards, you know, I still think they got a chance because their guys in there are not happy with where they at. They know they need to go, like. Uh, What's the attitude, uh, Gary, when you were in the locker room and the temperatures were, were those guys happy? Were they sad? Did it? Because you know this, a good locker room sometimes can feed off a vibe, and you know that guys really enjoy going to work. Is it just mounting pressure? How? What? Uh, what no, what's you know, the I vibe think that, in the room? That's what I liked about it. It seemed like. Um, Jalen was kind of chilled out. He was not, you know, in that mode where he's giving these um, 
you know, these um, answers to questions like, you know, out of a book or something. Uh, but he seemed to be, he felt good about the way he played. Because I think he probably, you know, after a while, he starts, you know, because you start doubting yourself. So I think he felt good about the way he played. And I, 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 I like what Devontae had to say, which Devontae said, look, we know this isn't good enough. We're not kidding ourselves. Yeah, we won and everything, but we're not celebrating. We got nothing to be celebrating. Nobody over here celebrating. That's nothing to celebrate, you know, uh, you know, winning like that. We got to play better. We got a couple weeks. We got to clean this stuff up. So I did like the fact that they very they, they know what the situation is, and they got to know they, they don't feel good looking at the way their defense is playing. They know they got to play better. If, if they're going to play on the level of the Niners, well, for that matter, the Rams, <laughs> you know, some of these other teams, they know they're not there yet. At least they know that, that they got to play better. Uh, and like I said, if uh, if Jalen's playing well, then the offense has made a big stride ahead. So that 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 was good to know. Now, somewhere or another, I, I think we're going to be able to score points. The whole thing is, are we going to be able to even stop, even think about stopping anybody and they got it. They got you know what? They need to send somebody out on a trip to find out where is our defensive line. You know, find out if they're in the country. They're still in the country. Am I wait a minute? Wait, MIA SOS? Is that where we are right now? I mean, come Get on. Me a milk carton. No pressure on the quarterback. I mean, no pressure. Which one of them had a good pass rush yesterday? I, I guess maybe Hassan Reddick. I did see him a couple. But there are guys like Jason, Josh Sweat. Is that brother on a trip in Europe or something? <laughs> I mean, you know, when he was walking by me in the locker room, you know, you almost feel like, but I'm going, I'm not on the team. I can't be over cracking jokes. Oh, man, Sweat. Oh, so you are here today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no pressure on the quarterback at all. I saw his name on a milk carton, man. Have you seen this guy? Contact the Novacare Center, 1-800-HOWIE. And and the Giants' offensive line is horrible. 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 That's a horror. Hey, Gary, (laughs) here, Angelo was on earlier with us, and Mm -hmm. he hates the way that Sirianni coaches that team. And something on the sidelines I didn't approve of. Okay. Dude, if you're Mike Tomlin, you have equity to call guys out, put yeah. guys on blast, because you've done so much stuff in your coaching career. You've never had a losing season in almost 20 years. Yeah. You've won a Super Bowl. You're all that guy, and you've got that equity in that room with them men. Look at Pickens and how well he played after he put his ass on blast yeah. last week. And mm-hmm. here's Sirianni screaming at his linebacker, then his linebacker coach. He's screaming at Devontae, and I'm going like, this guy just looks unhinged here a little bit, man. I mean, I don't know, man. You know, I mean, I just, I'll tell you what, I wish Buddy Ryan was on the sidelines for some shit like that. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. Ah, uh, You know, I just basically, you know, they're saying, you know, he's he's been under the pressure, you know, and, um, you know, that's the situation. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl last year. People expect things out of this team. They know you've got some players that are capable of it. And, uh, you know, they got to get it together now. And that's why I, I appreciated Devontae that he said, look, man, 
we know we're not playing anywhere near the level we need to play at. So, you know, he's going like, look, I'm not, I'm not happy about anything. You know, we, we, we won this game. I don't, this is not where we're after. We're, for us to get where we need to get to, this was Devontae. For us to get to where all of us in here want to get to, this ain't going to get it. This is not going to get it. So, Are they one and got, done, Gary? What's that? Are they one and done? Well, right now, if they play the way they're playing, yeah, they are. They would be. I mean, you know, they can't. If they can't stop the Giants, who can they stop? Yeah, if you could, you're not. The Rams are a different team now. I know. I know. They can't. You can't. That effort that they had yesterday, you are not stopping. You probably could stop the Vikings, but I don't think you can stop the Rams. Shit, you can't stop the Seahawks. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, you know, the thing about it is um, I think they got enough of guys in there. The, the, the hope is they got enough guys in there that know that, that, look, we have got to play much better. And they let guys know, look, man, stop playing around, dude. We, we, that's not good enough. Such that you got to make that play, man. You know, you if you're teammates and if you don't get that real with it, then you're 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 just like you're just playing games with each other, and you are going to get blown out. You could end up getting embarrassed, you know, where you just get humiliated in front of everybody. And you know, uh, I I think they're too proud. They they don't want to let that happen. So, um, but they know they got to play better. That defense, you know, that's not going to get it. You, you think do the they Eagles are how better bad than the, the Giants Lions? are? You think the Eagles are better than the Lions? Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's going it will be really, a, it's going to be a tough game if they were to play them right now, they, they've got to get better. Um, we got to see pass rush on the passer. Nobody's stopping Jamison Williams, that other kid and that tight end. They got Laporte. Yeah. That tight end would annihilate. I know that Eagle defense, that rookie kid, you know, get this Gary. He's like the first rookie. To have over 70 catches, over 700 yards, and over seven touchdowns. There's not a person on that field that could cover him, let alone the wideouts they have. I know because uh, he can run pretty good for a tight end, and 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 they, they, you know you got those wideouts to worry about, and and they got a running game. So um, right now, I would I think that the the Lions would be favored right now uh, if you're looking at the teams and where they are at. Uh, in that the Lions are playing some of their best football. And that's the thing is the Eagles know they've got to play some of their best football. They got to start playing it or they know they're kidding themselves. And that's what Devontae was saying. He was going like, come on, man. I know what I'm, I know he's, we're not playing well enough. We got to, we got to play better. And if we're going to be uh, serious about it, we're going to look at each other in the face and go, dude, you got to play better than that. And you be honest with each other and, you know, try to, um, to get on the right road. But but their their defense, what's going on with the defensive line? I mean, no pressure on the quarterback. None, what's, zero. Last question for you. How yep. well do you think Jalen played yesterday? Are, are you talking about Jalen? Hurts. Okay, Hurts. I, I thought he played well. You know, he, that, that run interception, that was a, you know, that was really a Dallas Goddard. He fell. So you had that, that interception. Um and he was making a lot of good throws. I mean, he made some plays where it just seemed like he's in a different vibe, you know. And if he's there, you know you can score because 
the offense is so dependent on him they because he's got to make good decisions he's got the ball in his hands on the run he's got the ball in the hands on the pass plays so he is such a key to the offense and it just seemed like he took some weight off his shoulders where he was playing more relaxed and in, in the locker room afterwards he just seemed lighter he wasn't all because he starts acting like he's too stressed you know and, and that's not he doesn't play well in that. He's got to be relaxed uh, because you got to see things very quickly, especially as a quarterback. You got to make all those decisions. So I liked what I saw of him. Hopefully, we will find our defense somewhere roaming around on the streets somewhere, and we'll be able to find them before they go to the playoffs because you can't go into the playoffs without a defense. Nolan Smith, has anyone seen him? <laughs> <laughs> He's on the I-95 billboard. Have you seen Nolan Smith or <laughs> any of them other pass rushes? Gary, yeah, I, I mean, hope you had a great Christmas, my friend. Yep. And I thank you so much the day after Christmas for coming aboard and breaking that down. Our good friend from Fox 29 in Philadelphia. Thank you, Gary. Hey, have a great one. You got it, our good All friend. Right. Appreciate him doing that for us and him taking time. And his commitment with us here, too. So we really appreciate it. How many sacks did the Eagles get in that game? How many sacks did they have? How many sacks did the Eagles get against the Giants' offensive line? Does anybody know? They had one? One sack against the Giants. One. Congratulations, Michael and John. You are our winners tomorrow. We'll start it back up again as we get you ready for our great giveaways. And don't forget our happy hours with Hooters, northeasthooters.com. Lunch specials Monday through Friday, 11.30 to 3, boneless wings. Happy hours Monday through Friday, 4 to 6, 6 bucks and 6 items. Fantastic stuff. Hey, we got a lot of stuff to hit on here. The MVP tracker... Week 16 of the NFL or power rankings, not quarterback. We're going to do that tomorrow, but we're going to do our top 10 NFL teams. We'll reset from yesterday's lackluster win by the Eagles. That's what I'm dubbing it. We'll do that. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Eat chicken wings by Hooters things. Christmas is near. Shop, have a beer. Christmas shopping shouldn't be hard. Give your friends a Hooters gift card. This year, stuff their stockings and yours, too, with a one-size-fits-all gift card. Buy a $25 Hooters gift card and receive a $5 Santa's bonus card. Make it Hooters for the holidays. Eat chicken wings, buy Hooters things, Christmas is near, gift cards are here. Good at Hooters everywhere now, Hooters gifts are always favored.
Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Some of you, not all of you. I'd say about, let me see, yeah, 15% of you get butt hurt. I can't believe he's saying those things about my team. <laughs> so soft. You're as soft as a good Jalen Waddle football game. Talk about another guy soft. Yeah. <laughs> How about this little statistic here? The Ravens have beat seven teams by a margin of 14 points this year that were all winning teams. You see, the one thing that they do that the Eagles can't do, they blow out good teams. You can't blow anybody out because you don't have a good enough defense. Okay? You're just not good enough. Hey, and I love my my guy Tone, and he's not the only one. I swear to you, I hear this repeated every week by shows from Boston to Philadelphia. It's the same personnel. What's wrong? It's not the personnel. It's the people around the personnel. There's nothing different. Guys getting their numbers. And then, here, here. For all the numbers they'll have, you have nothing to show for it. You guys need an RPO? I'll tell you what, when Jalen Hurts was running the ball, how about when Lamar ran the ball last night? Oh, by the way, um, you know that comment at the beginning of the year that you would take Jalen Hurts over Lamar Jackson? You might want that one back. Now, when Jalen Hurts has better coaching, you'd probably want Jalen Hurts. 
Is it? Isn't it funny? They got they got Lamar Jackson a better coach. Now he's an MVP candidate with the best record in the league. You gave Jalen Hurts an inferior coach, and he leads the NFL in turnovers, or his second in turnovers in the NFL. You don't think there's a coincidence to that, do you? Probably not. Knowing some of you, probably not. Oh, hey. And I have ripped this guy before a new one. I got to tell you something. What, 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 who was that guy rushing the passer last night for the Ravens? Who was a free agent for a little spell? In the offseason, who was that guy rushing the passer for the Ravens? Who was a force in that game last night? Who was that? Okay. No, no, John, Jalen's not great this year. Far from it. Who's, who's the guy that was the number one overall pick that was rushing the passer? You got it. Jadavian Clowney, number 24. That guy, I, 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 that was maybe the best I have seen Clowney look maybe five years ago in Houston. He was unbelievable last night. And against a damn good 49er-old line. He was excellent. Most rushing TDs ever. Yeah, Forte. And Lamar's going to win his second MVP. And two years, or second MVP at the age of 26. You're going to start talking Hall of Fame with that guy. nobody would take Jalen Hurts over Lamar Jackson right now. (laughs) Nah, he just systematically took a team apart that took you apart. And he did it on the road. He went to Santa Clara and dismantled the 49ers, who dismantled you in your own park. Dismantled. Big Sills, how you doing, my friend? Serious question. Would you take Patricia Desai or Gannon to make at least one stop if you needed? Mind you, Gannon made it to the Super Bowl. Um, I would probably take Patricia because Patricia got to a Super Bowl Or um, Gannon got to a Super Bowl. Patricia has three Super Bowl rings. So I would take the guy with the three Super Bowl rings and the guy who's been in the building with some of the best defensive-minded guys. That's what I would do. Those other guys, I don't know. A warrior goes, I remember when Lamar set out last few games without a contract and big seals. I did. It's true. 
I questioned whether or not he was doing business decisions when Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes were playing injured. Yes, he made a business decision. I questioned his business decision. What's the problem? So, well, you have a problem with my criticism of him? You, you think that wasn't fair? Him making business decisions for his teams last year? Was that a bad take or something? Was that a bad take? Was I wrong? You know, you could make you can make constructive conversation about a player. It doesn't always have to be cheerleading. Even great ones are open to criticize criticism. Just because you criticize a great player doesn't mean you don't think the player's great. That's not fair. So what? If you start raving about a player, so you're saying Tiger Woods wasn't open to any type of criticism on how he's conducted things in his life after that November night? You should just be talking great about him? The problem is you say the week, the league is week to week, okay? Then you use history to support your takes. I'm not sure what that means. Week to week? What's that have to do with Lamar Jackson making a business decision? You're moving the goalpost, guy. Try to stay in the lane. I don't know what you're, where you're going. Are you talking about the week, the league being week to week as teams? Yes. But that I, I have I back off none of that criticism of Lamar Jackson last year for sitting out and making a business call. I can. I completely will have that criticism towards him. No. Andy Reid's criticism in Philadelphia was that he was a poor manager of time when it came to two-minute warning and also at the end of games. He's gotten better. He's totally gotten better. So what, should I still stick to the point that he's – He's not – Andy Reid is no longer Philadelphia Andy Reid. He's a better coach today than he was in Philly. I, I mean, I, I like how some of you, man, if you, if you make a criticism on somebody that you've been raving about and he does something dumb like Jalen Hurts not going out of bounds, that's a fair criticism that he had a bonehead play in that game. Doesn't mean he sucks. He had a bonehead play. Get over yourselves. I mean, serious. I'm not debating any longer, Warrior. It's okay. Congratulations. We'll agree to disagree. Jadavian Klein had always been his biggest fan. He's been criticized often during his career. Chuck, he's never had double-digit sacks at any time in his career for being a number one overall selection. Hassan Reddick has four in a row. And he's got, I mean, a he's got, again, another double-digit sack here. 
Clowney's never had a double-digit sack year in his entire career since he's been elite in the league. Do you not find that to be underachieving when you're talking about a player who was the number one overall selection in the draft? You would hope that he would be somebody in the Miles Garrett room, but he never lived up to the Miles Garrett expectations. Miles Garrett was a force. Okay? He was a force. And he's going to Canton. He's totally going to Canton. And Clowney has underachieved his entire career. He's shown flashes of being that player. But for the most part, he's never really lived up to it. Okay? Okay? Sills, how do I feel about the analytics? I think it's needed in the game, but I also think it ruins the game. It probably ruins a lot of great players uh, more so because the analytics people think they're more important than the players. That's why you have sorry-ass linebackers. And, hey, real quick before I take a timeout, you guys think you're re-signing Swift? Where is he right now in total yards rushing? Where is he? He's got to be getting close to 1,000. He's got to be close to 1,000 yards. Hey, here's a new headline for you in the Inquirer. Eagles won, but Nick Sirianni sideline eruptions in the locker room. Tenor Seal suggests the team that is tense. Your head football coach is unraveled. He's unraveled. He's at 988. Oh, good for him. He's going to make a ton of money. Your head coach is being slammed by now the newspapers. Wow. And that's a nice way of putting it because they could have been a lot nastier. But see the difference here. How about this? I've been telling you that guy's been a cheerleader since day one. You guys have been fighting me and telling me how great he is. He's in the Kobe Dean of coaches. (laughs) Guy's not a good coach. He's not a good coach. You have great players. Okay? You have great players. And you have shitty coaches. Except for Jeff Stoutland, Tracy Rocker. By the way. Is it like we, when I was talking to Tone, isn't it ironic that the secondary for the Ravens is like one of the better units in the league? And that guy was in Philly and you had the best secondary last year in the league. You think that there's any coincidence to that? Probably not. They didn't want to elevate that coach. Why? Because that coach probably had a, Different view on what he wanted to do. So we need to do this more. Or how about this one? Hey, Tone, do you ever think of this? What's the guy's name, Wilson? You think he said this? Hey, I don't want to bring Slay back. I want Gardner Johnson. That's who I would want. And if you want, 
You don't have to re-sign Bradbury. We can get another guy, too. Or maybe he said, I don't want Bradbury. I'll take Slay. And then they went, nah, that's not your call. Well, I wonder if that was part of it was the personnel that was back there. Because usually when a coordinator or a guy that's up for a coordinating job, you're, they're asked about the personnel. Okay? They're asked about the personnel. And he coached that group, did he not? Hey, Tone, did he coach the safeties too? Okay. Dan, your input must really be listened to because I see the stuff you talk about and then it's in the media. I know they, hey, that whole station IP takes my content and they put polls up the next day. And I, I see the Eagle guys too. It's all good. It's flattery actually. I'm flattered. <laughs> I know. Why do you think Angelo comes on here? And doesn't really go on anybody else's show. He comes on every week. <laughs> hey. So what if that guy was telling, when they interviewed him, hey, what do you, what do you make of the personnel? This is who we'd like to bring back. Well, I wouldn't bring back. Bradbury or well, maybe it was Slay or he probably said, I wanted Gardner Johnson because we made more. Did you not make more turnover plays with Gardner Johnson, even though he was out of place a lot? You know, I'll tell you one thing about Gardner Johnson. He may not have been the most technically sound guy, but you know what he did do? He did get turnovers for you. And that's one of the things you're lacking the most is big play capabilities in your secondary. Yeehaw. <laughs> hey, week 16 of the NFL, we're going to reset. We got a lot of stuff to hit on here, man. Hey, run the ball. The entire Philadelphia Eagle fan base is screaming at Lincoln Financial to run the ball. You're, you, it, 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 you know what you guys are? You guys are like parents at a high school football game screaming at the coach, run the ball. So it was like a high school football game. I heard everybody heard it. Run the ball. I would I couldn't stop. We I had people with me. I we all couldn't stop. We couldn't stop laughing. You're not wrong. Run the ball. Shit, Tom was probably sitting on the edge of his couch screaming it. Hour three, hit the like button, keep it here, National Football Show. Eat chicken wings, buy Hooters things, Christmas is near, shop, have a beer. Christmas shopping shouldn't be hard, give your friends a Hooters gift card. This year, stuff their stockings and yours too with a one-size-fits-all gift card. Buy a $25 Hooters gift card and receive a $5 Santa's bonus card. Make it Hooters for the holidays. Eat chicken wings, buy Hooters things, Christmas is near, gift cards are here. Good at Hooters everywhere now, Hooters gifts are always favored.
Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. They stink. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're 11 and four, and they stink. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. That's funny, man. 11 and four, and they stink. <laughs> oh, man. Oh God. Doc goes like this. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Five star goes how? Okay. You struggle against uh Tommy Gabagool and Drew Locke and Tyrod Taylor the last two weeks. That's how. Okay, that's how. You suck against shitty quarterbacks. Okay. <laughs> how? Oh, oh, hey, how? Five star would only be the only guy to go. Anybody who takes anything away from that game yesterday and uses it as a positive is an idiot. Is an idiot. Here's what I would take away. Get this. How can you have a win and yet get this? You got reporters at the Inquirer saying there's a shitty vibe in the locker room and there's a shitty vibe around the team. Yeah, because I'll tell you, Yale, because the coaches come unhinged. If you're 11 and four, Nick Sirianni doesn't act like it. The, the player, that football team, and I'll say it one more time to you, is 11 and 4 because of the players on the roster. They are better than their coaches. Their coaches hurt them so much when it comes to playing against the even better teams and they haven't evolved the offense, 
The defense is in shambles. You don't have good enough coaching to coach bad players. You just don't. That 20-yard play that Jalen Hurts made was not scripted. He did that. Personally, I'd like to put the entire playbook in the hands of Jalen Hurts and take it out of Nick Sirianni and Julian Laurie's hands and give it to Hurts. I'd rather have Hurts be the OC on the field and let him run it. I Get this. If Jalen Hurts was given more autonomy in the offense and you guys lost the Seahawks game, I'd be okay with it. Well, he'll get better. He'll win you more games and lose you. But when you have other people making decisions and putting you in positions to lose, Tone made a great point. How are they going in the Giants game, the Goddard and Swift? I don't need Goddard and Swift. In the Giants game, I needed Goddard and Swift in the Cowboy Niner Seahawks game. That's where I needed those guys. Why did you do that in a game you could have won by not throwing one pass? I mean, Eric was struggling against Tommy. What were you watching? An eight-point win versus the shittiest team in the league, or one of them. You're making it sound like you – see, look at Eric there. Eric's making it sound like they played well against a shitty team. He wants to give credit to a team that stinks and that you turned your ills around against a team that's five years away from being a playoff team. And it has made numerous bad decisions and personnel decisions from the Wallard trade to the giving money of Daniel Jones. All of those. All those decisions. Shitting on Saquon Barkley. Having that distraction. He's trying to tell you. But beating the woeful giants. Turns it around. Blinded by the faith. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady would audible out of stuff all day long. Jalen Hurts has to learn how to do some of that. No, no, no. They'll never let him do that. That's when he'll start being in trouble. Is when he starts doing that. Okay? They're telling him where to throw the ball. That's why in some circumstances, he's going to Swift and Goddard. And then in some games, he's not. They're telling Jalen Hurts is being coached like he's a college quarterback. They haven't taken the training wheels off him yet. And when Jalen Hurts takes the training wheels off, he looks like 22 Jalen Hurts. And he's a weapon. Okay, he's a weapon. He's a weapon. But when they tell him where to throw the ball, he's not. He's just another dude. You don't really think that Jared Goff, Jared Goff is having an insane year. Do you know that? You don't really believe in your mind of minds that 
Jalen Hurts, second in the NFL in turnovers, is having a better season than Jared Goff. It doesn't make him a better player. Shit, Jared Goff's having a better season than Patrick Mahomes. Doesn't make him better. He's having a better season. Yeah, he is. Randall, Jared Goff's going to throw for 4,500 yards this year and 36 touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Goff's going to throw for more yards than Mahomes, most likely. Never in my life seen a team get ridiculed for winning a ball game. We don't make our schedule. Ridiculed for, no, 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 no. I ridicule your team the way it's being run. That's what I, that's a really good take, Big Marshall. I never thought about that. Okay. That's a really good take. I, I, I despise the way your team runs its business. I do. Let me, let me, let me show you how Randall's just not telling you the truth here, and I'll see what he says here. Jared Golf stats. Let's see what he does here. Jared Golf, here we go. What is he trending to have this year by the end of the year? 45 15, 31 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 68% completion percentage, 98 quarterback rating. Every one of those stats is better than everything your guy's doing. Now, one thing he Hurts is doing this year, again. He's having he's having a year that's better than 95% of the quarterbacks in the league. But you wouldn't say that because it's Jared Goff. You disrespect that guy. This is the fourth time in the last six years he'll go over four grand. Okay? Okay. <laughs> He's so right. Again, some of the takeaways from the game on Christmas Day. You're supposed to beat the Giants. You're supposed to win. You want to get credit for beating the shit out of a shitty team? Okay. Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. You beat the Giants. And you struggled the last two weeks versus quarterbacks who shouldn't be in the league. Um, it's a fool's gold game. None of your issues have been changed or fixed. None. Zero. These special teams look really good. Really good. Michael Clay's done a hell of a job. Play calling is just not consistent enough. And even the work ethic wasn't good enough in that game. I thought you played and coached in spurts. Rest of it, you play down to your competition. That's why it's an eight-point win. 
against the Giants. Yale goes like this. How did Cutlets get ahead of Tyrod? Tickets. It's better for the gate. What's a better story? A white guinea from New Jersey or Tyrod Taylor? Come on, guys. Don't make me have to say those things when you know that's exactly the facts. How did he get ahead of him? <laughs> it's not too hard. It just takes balls for someone to say it. A guinea from New Jersey or a black quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, who's a journeyman. What do you think's better look and what's going to bring more people to MetLife and cover those seats? Tyrod Taylor? He's better. Of course he's better. You know, if Tyrod Taylor starts 60 minutes, I don't know. Maybe we see a different ball game. Race. Jermaine doesn't think that that was part of it. The, Tommy Bag of Donuts. Starting over Tyrod Taylor's a joke. No, race. <laughs> blinded by the faith. Only a white guy would be blinded. Only a white guy with blinders would be blinded by that. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're right. Um, I'm not taking nothing these next two games. Your, your fate is, your fate and who you are has been sealed. You know, you know, you know what you're going to get from analysts the next two weeks. You're, you're going to get these constant, you're who you are. You're not changing your stripes on your. On your pelt, you're not. You're who you are. You're not changing anything. You're not. You're not getting better. You're not going to be a better team. You're not going to be a better coach team. You're not going to be better anything. The only thing that the Eagles can pray for is injuries on the Cowboys and Niners for you to go far in the playoffs. And you not to get hurt. That's the only saving grace you have. Now, that could happen. The 49ers have an issue with Trent Williams. Okay? And Trent Williams is a massive cog in that whole thing. If they're going to have postseason success. He is by far important. Look at look at Mask. The Niners get beat by the best team in the league, and the Niners destroy you, and the Niners are a joke. Then what are you? You can't you can barely beat the Giants. And you can't beat the Seahawks. I mean, it's ass nine thinking. If the Ravens beat them the way they did, the Cowboys annihilated you. And you beat the shitty Giants by eight. Here, um, what's this guy say? Sills loves to see the Eagles struggle. No, no. 
I'm telling you the reason you're where you are is because of your players. You're winning in spite of your shit coaching and GM. Completely, you're meddling GM. Howie Roseman is good for one thing. Constructing deals. The rest of it, you can put him back in his closet if you want at any time and open up only when needed cutting contracts. He's brilliant at it. And would I want him around cutting contracts like he did for Jalen? Absolutely. That guy saves my owner a ton of money and knows how to move money around. The only problem is he got caught this year moving money around because he moved the money he's paying, paying, uh, paying Hurts, and he moved it out of the running back position, linebacker position, and the safety position. And it just so happens those are your biggest weaknesses this year. So all he did was rob Peter to pay Paul. Okay? That's all he did. You know, they didn't really. And here, here's here's what will happen to Eagle fans this year. They'll, they'll move all that money around. They'll, they'll rob Peter to pay Paul, and then they'll raise ticket prices. That's coming. I would say that they're probably going to raise ticket prices because of Hertz's contract. It'll be before March 17th also when season tickets will come out. I would say that they probably raise ticket prices 20%, 15% in some areas in the stadium. Be prepared for that. That'll be a big hit. But but Eagle fans, they have delivered for you by putting a winning product on the field, and most of you won't care. Okay, but they'll probably go between 18 and 20% ticket increases because remember something, Jeffrey Laurie is not paying for Jalen Hurts' contract. You are. You're going to pay for it. Because that money he gets from the network goes into his pocket for the cap, not into the team. The ticket prices are going to pay for the majority of the, of the, of the salaries. Okay, remember that. He's not paying for Jalen Hurts. What you think? You think the Dodgers are going to pay for Shohei Otani's new contract? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, and remember this: in that sport, because the cable and the cable teams aren't going to be paying the money that they paid in the past for the NBA package in Major League Baseball. And all that Bally Sports thing that's gone away, you got to come up with ways of other new revenue streams to be able to pay. You got to have gambling and all that other shit. You're going to see gambling logos on the Major League Baseball jerseys now and shit. You're going to see more of that. Remember, owners don't pay. That's why you buy them stadiums and you pay for the players. You don't really think the Eagles are going to pay for Jalen Hurts. You are. Hate to be the bearer of bad news. Oh, okay. Pfizer will pay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Big Pharma? Sure. Kidding me? Big Pharma is not has no political. They're perfect, man. They have no political affiliation. They have none. Hey, they don't care if you're Republican, Democrat. They just care you're sick. (laughs) 
<laughs> Tell me this in this game on Sunday. Okay. How did how how did this become only an eight-point win? You, you had 14 first downs to 28. Um you were 18 of 15 on third down. They were four of 14. You you ran basically 15 more plays than them, 74 to 59. Total yards, you were 465 to 292. How is this an eight-point game, which is a one-score game against the shitty Giants? You outrushed them. You had more attempts. Swift was good. Tommy DeVito. I don't know. You guys feeling, hey, we have 11 wins that all that matters. Another 10 win season with nothing to show for it. You'll have two 11 wins plus seasons and nothing to show for it. Congratulations to your mask. Another underachieving era of football in Eagle history. Go right down there with the Andy Reid one. That's what this is trending to be. Hey, dude, got to cap them off with Super Bowls. NFC title. There you go. NFC title. Celebrating second place. <laughs> well, oh my God. <laughs> Man, I, no, no. Congratulations to you and your NFC title. <laughs> Congratulations. Here are my power rankings. We do this every Tuesday. Yesterday was Christmas, and we usually do this after. Here are my top 10 NFL teams. No, I'm not going to eat crow. 11, you ain't going to the NFC title game this year. You're going to get bounced in the opening round. In the wild card. Who's going to beat you? Who's going to beat you in the wild card this year? Let me see. Oh, we could play Seahawks. They'll beat you again. <laughs> and Seahawks beat them twice. It would be really shitty. Seahawks beat you twice. Who? Yeah. Tone said, I thought it was the Lions that were the two, but the Eagles are the two. So it would be, Eagle, uh, be Seahawks versus Eagles. They've already handed you an L. Then it would be Rams, Lions. Holy cow, Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff. That would be really great. And then it would be Cowboys that have to go on the road to play the Bucks. Yep. Seahawks, let's just say the Eagles beat the Seahawks. They get lucky. Rams win. Cowboys win. I think the Cowboys have to play the Niners 
and the Eagles have played the Lions, you get beat by the Lions. You're not better than the Lions. The Lions are better than you. They're better than you. They're better than that. Who's covering Jamison Williams? Who's the other kid they have on the other side? That wide receiver. Who's the other kid? Who's covering the tight end? Their running backs are better. Every their wide receiver group is better than your group. You have the two better ones, but their wide receiving group all through like the entire wide receiving court is better than you. And their quarterback is having a better season. Roman St. Brown, that kid is good. And that Laporte kid is really good. Lions are one and done, but not Philly. Struggle against the Giants and the Seahawks. <laughs> All right. Right. Keep the faith, my friends. Keep it going. Yeah, I don't see the Lions beating us. Yeah, I didn't see the Seahawks beating you, but they did. Number 10. Number 10. Big sales, top 10 teams. I got number 10. I got the Chiefs. Remember I told you the Chiefs won't make it back to the Super Bowl. Their dynasty's not over. They're just out of gas. Look how much football they've played in the last five years, how deep they've gone. They've gone all the way to the end of January, the last five years. Three Super Bowls, five straight AFC championship games, lesser talent, especially in the wide receiving core. They just need to readjust. Mahomes is still a young man. And the defense is young. They'll read true. They'll, they'll, they'll re retool. They know they need another wide out and some help for him. They got a lot of years left. A lot of years left. A lot of years left. They just need to retool the team. They're just out of gas. And I mean that as an organization. They're just out of gas. Okay? Hey, get this. I want to show you how great the Patriots were. It took the Patriots 20 years to run out of gas. It took them five. Nobody has a 20-year run. Did you not think at the end that Belichick and his 20-year run would run out of gas eventually and it would look like that? Look at the Chiefs. They're running out of gas. They get beat by the Raiders. Raiders aren't a very good team. Just ran out of gas. Most teams don't go 20 years. Look at you. You had one year. Within two years, you were a four-win team. I mean, you guys go from winning the Super Bowl to four wins. Look at that. Right? Not hard. Dude, Kevin Stefanski has done an absolutely spectacular job in Cleveland. And I don't know what Joe Flacco's going to do, but the Cleveland Browns have done a marvelous job 
with that football team. They have done an absolutely amazing job. Kudos to the Browns. Their defense is spectacular. Miles Garrett is the slam dunk to be the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. I'm sick and tired of missing Parsons talking about how good he is when he's not. He's not an elite football player. I'll say it again. Micah Parsons is not an elite football player. He's a very good one. Elite means there's nothing you can't do. Micah Parsons can't play the run. And if you play defense, what is the one or two things you have to be able to do if you are a linebacker? Cover tight ends and stop the run. You can't stop the run. You're not elite. He can't stop the run. Do you act? Hey, Philadelphia Eagle fans who are old enough. Do you agree Lawrence Taylor could stop? Let's take the let's take the pass rush away on how great of a pass rusher he was. Wouldn't Lawrence Taylor go to the Hall of Fame just if he was a linebacker that stopped the run and the way he pursued to the football? Wouldn't he go to the Hall of Fame if he didn't have one sack? Wouldn't Lawrence Taylor still be a Hall of Fame linebacker? He was deadly on the run. He blew up teams in the secondary, and and then he would he, every running back that ran at him, he destroyed. Lawrence Taylor and Reggie White are the two best football players. It's those two dudes. And then it's the rest of the defenders in the history of the league. If you want Reggie, I'll take LT. And if you want LT, I'll take Reggie. I'm not going to lose. It's the only conversation. Those two guys, you don't lose. Okay? Reggie, hey, hey, North Philly, Reggie's right there. (laughs) Don't kid yourself, man. Reggie's right there. The two most unstoppable defensive football players I have ever seen in my life are those two men. And you watched them on tape, and you were like this, Jesus Christ, how's he get that hump? How's he get that hump move under, and he lifts Nate and throws him 20 feet? Or you're watching Taylor. How does that guy generate that kind of power? And how does he get back there that fast? And then his pursuit angles are insane great. Watching those two guys, it was it was absolutely incredible. Just incredible watching them two men. Like, I have never seen anything in my life remotely close. And that includes Aaron Donald. I mean... Aaron Donald's a fine football player. Is he better than Sapp? Is Aaron Donald better than Warren Sapp? What's your top five 
linebackers all time. Um, LT. Ray Lewis. Probably, probably Butkus. Singletary. And maybe Lambert. My, my three best linebackers in the, or five best linebackers are Taylor, Ray Lewis, Butkus, Singletary, and Lambert. Those would be my um, my five. Lambert won four Super Bowls. Singletary was on the 46. Butkus revolutionized the position. Ray Lewis was a freak. Super Bowl MVP. And Lawrence Taylor revolutionized defenses. Erlacher's nowhere near Lambert and the impact he had on the Steel Curtain. What did what did Brian Erlacher win? What did his unit ever accomplish? What did Patrick Willis's unit ever accomplish? Do you understand that Lambert's defense won four titles in six years? And the best season they had, they had four shutouts one year, and they didn't go to Super Bowl that year because their kicker. Roy Girilli got hurt. That defense had four shutouts. The Steel Curtain's the greatest defense of all time. Not close. Greatest defense of all time. Most intimidating. Started with me and Joe Green up front. Arguably the greatest tackle, defensive tackle in the history of the game. Reggie's the best end. Um, me and Joe Green's the greatest DT of all time. Not debatable. There's a reason they called him Mean Joe Green. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey Sills, will you take Hertz over Lamar? No. I'll take Lamar this year because he's having a better year. But if you give Jalen Hurts better coaching, I'll take Jalen. Does that make sense? Lamar's getting better coaching. It's why he's looking better. Okay? If you give Jalen Hurts Shane Steichen, I'll take Lamar, I'll take um Jalen over Lamar. But since you have um a pre a preschool offensive coordinator and a cheerleader head coach running the offense, Jalen's nowhere in Lamar Jackson's league this year. And by the way. The people in Vegas, where are they right now with the MVP voting? How far down the list is he? Oh, he's eighth? Wow, did he tumble. Lamar Jackson's number one, clear head and heels above. Christian McCaffrey's now two. Two is three. Purdy's four. He was one last week. Josh Allen is now fifth. Dak is sixth. Tyreek Kill is seven. Hurts is eight. Mahomes is nine, and Jared Goff, there's that kid, is now 10. 
That's the MVP tracker as we have two weeks left. Okay. Yeah. Five-star goes, Seals, you really think Nick sucks? I do. I don't. I think he's not a head coach. I've said that since day one. I have not wavered off that. Have I? He, I've called him a cheerleader. A bookworm. Okay? Well, let's see here. Well, here, here. Well, you know, some people are asking me about the 4,000 passing yards this year. Yeah, well, when you throw the ball 560 times, there's a better chance you're going to do it. So at the expense of Jalen Hurts getting the 4,000 yards, you know what he did? He's second in the league in turnovers. Wouldn't you rather have a guy have nine turnovers, nine INTs, than a guy who's second in the National Football League in turnovers? It's not about the plays you make. It's about the plays you don't make that hurt your team. Still think. Congratulations. Jalen Hurts is going to get the 4,000 to lead the NFL in turnovers this year. Wow, that was worth it. Wow, that was worth it. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Look at Brother Hannibal. 4,000 yards and a turnover machine. Great combination. That's that way. And a segment right there, my friend. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. I want to look at week 16. All right. And I want to look at week 16. We'll do that here, too. By the way, coaching job openings. I heard Tone and the guys talking about this. I want to hit on that a little bit, too, because I think there's more than five. And I'll explain when we do that. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Eat chicken wings, buy Hooters things. Christmas is near. Shop, have a beer. Christmas shopping shouldn't be hard. Give your friends a Hooters gift card. This year, stuff their stockings and yours, too, with a one-size-fits-all gift card. Buy a $25 Hooters gift card and receive a $5 Santa's bonus card. Make it Hooters for the holidays. Eat chicken wings, buy Hooters things, Christmas is near, gift cards are here. Good at Hooters everywhere now, Hooters gifts are always favored.
any professional sports coach will tell you, there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. I mentioned this earlier, and I'll mention it again here. Keith Dempsey um, is the father of one of our iconic Hooter girls in the Delaware store there in Newark. And Mr. Dempsey, of course, man. Now, here, I, I hope, I, I, hey, you know, I, I don't get out much. Okay, just so you know, I don't get out much, but it would be an honor to meet you. And especially since um, I've been associated with uh, the Hooters folks for, as Gary told you, 40 years. And if you would like to come down uh, to the King of Prussia on the 6th, or if you want me to send you another shout out, I definitely will. Um, I appreciate it. And I'm happy, by the way, um, the iconic Hooter girls um, have been friends of mine for, and, and I, I'm not sure you know this, but I, Gary knows this, but Lynn Austin and I, dear friends, and she dated, um, oh, she was actually married to Darren Dalton, the uh, former Phillies catcher, and been friends with Lynn. She was the number two, according to Gary, um, Hooter girl that was on all the billboards. Okay. Okay. So again, yes, absolutely. Very cool. So Keith Dempsey, who is one of the dads of our girls up there at the Newark, uh, Delaware store for our Hooters, by the way, don't forget if you're in that section, you can, if you don't want to go in, you can get Hooters to go.com. They've got great gift cards there too, during the holidays right now. Also to the happy hours we have. Uh, Wing Wednesdays, 1983, the year the place was founded, that you can uh, pretty much get all you want to eat. Kids eat for free on Saturdays. Happy hours, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6. Six items, 6 bucks. Lunch specials, Monday through Friday, 1130 to 3. Boneless wings, I mean, goes on and on. So, Keith Dempsey, 
Congratulations. Fantastic, man. It's a great company. Ed Drotsky and the guys, Bob Passwater. Gary's been involved with it, along with Phil. Um, pretty much the entire existence of the place. And nothing but quality men and women who work at Hooters. Many of the Hooter girls end up going on into management, like my friend out in Phoenix. Amy, she's now like head of operations for like the West Coast. Really great, man. It's a great company. And behind the scenes, they do a lot of great charity work. So um, really, really big fans. Really big fans. So congratulations to you, Keith. It's a great company to work for. Appreciate it. Week 16 National Football League. Um, big sales. Would you have your daughter work at Hooters? Not a problem. Absolutely. Great money, great management, safe environment. Yes. You see, you got to remember something, Brian. Only men are pigs. Okay? The people who work there are quality humans. And I don't look down on you because you wear shorts. Okay? People have content of character. Some people should try it. Okay? Week 16. National Football League. Some telling games, man. Some telling games. Um, the Saturday games. Help me out on this one. Why in the world are the Steelers thinking about moving off of Mike Tomlin? Why would you be moving off of Mike Tomlin? Hey, by the way, Nick Sirianni screaming at his guys. Okay? Mike Tomlin puts George Pickens on blast. And Pickens has four catches for 195 yards and two TDs. And they beat the Bengals 34-11. My God Almighty, I would pray to God, dear God, if I have a wish for 2024 it would be that you fire Nick Sirianni and somehow if the stupid Steelers move off of Mike Tomlin you hire Mike Tomlin for Jalen Hurts thank you I would pray for that amen amen fire that guy in a second for Mike Tomlin okay for that Fire a cheerleader versus firing a man or hiring a man. I want a man as my head coach. Bills hold off the Chargers 24 22. Buffalo 9 and 6. Allen 20, 237 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Um, Bills are scary. Okay. They're scary. Sunday games. Christmas Eve, Colts get beat by the Falcons. Why is Tyler Heineke in there? They're now seven and eight. They're still hanging in there in the NFC South. Bucks are playing good ball, though. Seahawks come back again. They beat the Titans. Geno Smith, 227, two touchdowns. They're now eight and seven, 20 to 17. Lions and Vikings. Jared Goff, 357, a touchdown, 11 and four. 30 to 24. You got to hope for the Cowboys this weekend. Hey, Eagle fans, 
Are you going to be okay rooting for – Um, you all right rooting for the Cowboys this week? Say it with me. Say it with me. And you barely beat the Giants. Say it with me. Are you rooting for the Cowboys this week? Hey, Eagle fan, are you rooting for the Cowboys? Beat Detroit. Hey, hey, if Detroit wins out, do they get the two seed? Oh, they got to wait for that strength of schedule thing, right? They got to wait for that, that strength of schedule thing. See, if the Lions beat the Cowboys, that's not good for you. That's not good for you. Man, down to the three hole? (laughs) The Jets. The Commanders versus the Jody McDowell's. 30 to 28. Packers and Panthers. Okay. Jordan Love, seven and eight. I don't know. Joe Flacco, 368, three touchdowns. How in the world is Cleveland 10 and five? It's just so good at coaching. So good at coaching, man. See here. Look at the Jags and the Bucks. Doug, man, keep keep it going, Dougie. Keep it going, buddy. You're trying to change the Jaguars world around. How about Baker Mayfield? 30 to 12, 283, two touchdowns, eight and seven. Cards and Bears. Chicago 27-16. Bears six and nine. Do you move off of Justin Fields? Oh man, I don't know. Cowboys and Dolphins. Dolphins, two at 293, 11 and 4, 22 20. Cowboys defense lets them down to 10 and 6 on the season now. Patriots take care of the Broncos. How about the Broncos? You paid $20 million for Sean Payton and Mr. Sierra. And Mr. Sierra's kind of had a very wobbly year, to say the least. What about Mr. Sierra? So Bailey Zappi, am I right? Bailey Zappi beat him? Did did Bailey Zappi beat the the Broncos? Bailey Zappi beat Mr. Sierra and, right? Mr. Sierra, I don't know. That's going to be an interesting offseason between him and Mr. Sierra. Christmas Day, Raiders take care of business. Now here, I got to tell you something. How many people believe that Antonio Pierce will be next will become the next Raider head coach? I work for this organization. How many people believe that Antonio Pierce will be the next head football coach of the Raiders? Does does anybody does any he better? That's not how they do it. They will hire Bill Belichick. I'm not going to hire Antonio Pierce. They're not going to hire Antonio Pierce. I know how they work. That's not Antonio Pierce is not Raider material. He's not Raider material. And what I mean by that is, 
you you've got to know personnel. You've got to have connections in coaching. You've got to be somebody that conducts himself on the sidelines like a prophet. They they that's who they look at. They want an offensive-minded guy, not a defensive-minded guy, as the head coach. That next head coach of the Raiders is going to be an offensive guy, not a defensive guy. Okay? Okay, you're not – and they're probably going to make a – I wouldn't think they're going to make a trade. I don't know what draft equity they have to try to get up into the draft to get a quarterback, but – they're not going to hire a defensive coordinator slash linebacker coach as the head coach. Ask yourself this. What coach in Raider history, okay, what coach in Raider history has been hired as a defensive coach, as head coach with the Raiders? Ask yourself. Let's think about it. Tom Flores was a former quarterback for the Raiders. John Madden was an O-lineman. Um, John Gruden, offensive-minded coach. Joe Bugle, offensive-minded coach. Mike White, offensive-minded coach. Dennis Allen, there's a defense that was a disaster. Name me one. That had any success with the Raiders that was a defensive guy. And Antonio Pierce is going to be the guy moving forward to develop a quarterback? No way. And if they do, I want to see who the OC is going to be. Bill Callahan. That was was Gruden's replacement. Bill Callahan is the offensive line coach. He's an offensive-minded coach. He's not a defensive coach. He's not a defensive coach, dude. He's an offensive line coach. I said a defensive-minded guy. The only guy I could think of is really Dennis Allen. You're not going to hire a decoy. Or they would have done it already. They had that guy, um, Versace, the offensive, uh, the special teams coach. They were saying they should have. They're not. Ravens, 49ers, 33-19. Ravens blow out the 49ers. And Lamar, 252, two touchdowns, 45 yards rushing. He had 300 yards of total offense against the 49ers. He, he was unbelievable. Okay? He, he – um. He was he was absolutely unbelievable in that game. He was he was absolutely insane. All right, hey, I really appreciate it, guys. Um, the Cardinals are this week again. It's another one of those. I would say this: these next two weeks, stay healthy. You you, you understand? Right now, the 49ers, Cowboys, those guys get guys hurt. You roll through the tape. You vent. There's a chance you could actually have home field. And if Trent Williams is out, I like your chances. I do. 
Dallas can't win on the road. Everybody's got a problem right now in the NFC. Unfortunately, yours is coaching. Okay? And defense. All right. Guys, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Guys, great. Xander, Big Joe, we thank you. Tone, way to keep killing it, man. You're absolutely spectacular. Two to six tomorrow, and we shall see you on the flip side. Eat chicken wings, buy Hooters things. Christmas is near. Shop, have a beer. Christmas shopping shouldn't be hard. Give your friends a Hooters gift card. This year, stuff their stockings and yours, too, with a one-size-fits-all gift card. Buy a $25 Hooters gift card and receive a $5 Santa's bonus card. Make it Hooters for the holidays. Eat chicken wings, buy Hooters things. Christmas is near. Gift cards are here. Good at Hooters everywhere now. Hooters gifts are always favored. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.